do 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 Joey motherfucking Diaz. What's up, brother? What's happening, baby? I'm just on the drive up here. I was thinking about all the busted assholes that are in the hospital today from the gay pride parade yesterday. <laughs> Can you imagine how many guys went down there just to say hello and ended up getting fucked in the ass they by the stick? Bro, let me tell you something. That was one of the biggest turnouts. My friend went and he said he had a fucking blast. One I'm of my sure. gorilla buddies said he had a blast. Blast. Gay people are great in fucking New York, all over. Everywhere. Everywhere. They're, they're celebrating. They can be free. I they can it. be who I they are. It. But Anybody who's got a problem with that is crazy. But on the dark side, let's talk about the facts here. Couple confused little young white dudes <laughs> went down there yesterday. Sure, I'll go have a drink. Ugh. Yeah, some guys who just wanted to be an ally, an ally to the gay folks. I just want, you know, I'm not gay, but uh, I am your ally. Next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> That's what guys have to remember. Gay dudes are dudes. The all same rules apply. All same rules of scumbaggery that apply to men apply to gay men. Yeah, there's like three <laughs> types of gay you. guys. There's yes. gay guys that aren't interested. <laughs> Yeah, there's gay guys that are semi-interested, and there's gay guys that live to convert you. It hurts my feelings as a 51 year old man that that's still a big deal. That anyone cares at all, it really does. It does. It hurts my feelings because I thought that by the time I was a f fucking middle-aged 51 year old father, that we'd be done with that. People wouldn't care if other people were gay. Like, of all this shit to worry about. Of all the shit in the world to worry about, you worrying about guys who like guys? Like, what do you give a fuck? And they always go biblical. They always go biblical. Like, it's always, uh, if God wanted that, it'd be in the Bible. Oh, that is, that shit drives me crazy. Where I lived in my old house in North Hollywood, there was a gay couple across the street, two dudes. One was a pilot for a major airline, and he was in the process, and the other guy got fired from Target being a transgender this goes back to 2010 and they had cats and you know me dog i talked to the guys about cats there was an old guy down the block that would come over and talk to him like you can't talk to him old white dude like you can't talk to him you wow. can't encourage that in that neighborhood i don't want two more of those fucking assholes moving here and i go they're out here feeding fucking homeless cats what's the you know what i'm saying right to this day, whenever I go to my old neighborhood and I see him outside, I pull over, I talk to him, say hello. They're just two sweet people trying to be fucking... Just being who they are. Trying to be who the fuck they are. And we make jokes. Hey, I make jokes for the whole thing. But at the end of the day, I learned the hard way. And I talked about it on stage the other night. You were there when I said that my daughter invited me to a party. Yeah. That she went to school with a kid and his parents were transgender. And I felt kind of weird and I went... And on the way out, I looked at the kid. I seen 60 transgender people. They, they come from a community. Yeah. And I saw this little kid smiling. And I go, I'm adopted. That kid's adopted. Look what they're doing for that kid. They, they're making him a life. Like, and I closed the door and I went in. And, I, and like I said in the joke, I hugged the lead tranny. <laughs> and now we're fucking tight. That's it. I eat the food. You nice. Know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The only time it matters with me is with sports. Just stop with that. Just stop with that and we're, we're going to be fine. But this, I, look, there's some statistic, see if this is true, um, that someone sent me that out of the 14 states that allow uh, high school kids to compete as the gender that they, they identify with rather than their biological gender, in those 14 states, transgender students are just dominating transgender male to female they're just dominating 
Just they're winning everything. It's it's crazy. I know you have problems with the boxer. That, I have problems I, with I know all, you the whole, all of the sports, all of it. When it when it comes to like power sports, like I'm not sure they've done the work here. I don't like this idea that every trans, like they use the excuse of outliers, and the outliers are there's some like super athletes, right? Like you can get a regular girl who weighs 145 pounds or you can get, you know, a Ronda Rousey who weighs 145 pounds. You know, there's like, there's extreme athletes that are, there's people that are different, right? Like Serena Williams is clearly a different level of athlete than a regular person, right? A regular girl who's like her weight, she's just su superior. And I think that that <coughs> is what you see with some of these transgender athletes that come over to become women. They say, well, they're no different than uh, like an Ann Wolf, who is like a superior athlete, female boxer. You ever see Ann Wolf knock girls out? No, dude, dude. She haymakers this chick with a right hand. It's like one of the most brutal one punch knockouts you've ever seen, men or women. Perfect technique, boom! Just waylays this girl. Timber, she falls out cold. I mean, there's not a whole lot of women other than maybe Amanda Nunes, but Amanda Nunes is doing it with them little gloves on. I wonder if she would be able to do it like that with those big gloves. I think she probably could because she hits that goddamn hard. But, you know, you got to judge each sport by, you know, the, the, like we see Pauli Malignaggi goes over to bare knuckle boxing. He doesn't do that well in comparison to say, like, if somebody like, you know, like a really good high level striker with knockout power with the big gloves on, would you put like if you put Deontay Wilder in little gloves? I would. I don't imagine anybody being able to take that. He's fucking people up at like a heavyweight with those big gloves. So it's a different thing, you know. So who the fuck knows? But the the idea is the outlier, the outlier. Like the the if you you get one superior athlete, and then you have them sort of commensurate with a transgender athlete. Like a guy who was an athlete who became a woman, you know, in his 30s, and they just identifies, goes through the surgery. But how much benefit does he take of having testosterone flow through his body for 30 plus years? We really don't know. It doesn't mean you hate transgender people. <clears throat> it doesn't mean you don't love everyone. It doesn't mean you don't want everyone to live their life and, and be whoever they want to be with total freedom. I don't think... We have, we have males compete against males for a reason because we feel like it's more fair, even though it's not. Like, it's not more fair if I'm playing basketball against Michael Jordan. That's not fair. He's better. You know, he's a better athlete. There's, there's people that are just going to be way better than you no matter what you do. Like, if I had trained all my life to be a better basketball player than Michael Jordan, it's not even physically possible, right? So there's outliers in males. But when the outliers, when there's so many – you have to uh, when you see so many transgender athletes that are dominating in sports, and then when you add combat sports, which is how I got involved in this, when a woman was doing that who was a transgender woman, just not telling anybody and saying it was a medical issue. Like, well, that's fucking crazy. We all we know we, we want to pretend that everyone's equal. You know, we want inclusiveness and we want peace. We want everyone to get along. We want equality. We want gender equality. Okay, I get it. I see where you're going, but we also have to look at reality. The reality is th there's, there's fucking giant physical differences. These transgender athletes are dominating against women who are born a woman. They have to be a woman their whole life. They never have 30 years of testosterone through their, thrown, flowing through their veins. It's like doing steroids for 30 years and then stopping. It's crazy.
That's what I think. You're freaking me out. You know, I just smoked some reefer. Me too, man. How did you get me on this subject? I don't even know how the fuck we got Oh, transgender people. But, but but as human beings, I love them all. I love everybody. Dude, Eddie Izzard's one of my favorite guests of all time. He's so interesting. He's been transgender since 85, I believe he said. Um, prefers women, likes women. He's not, not a gay fellow. Just likes dressing up as a woman. And... Uh, extremely intelligent very interesting it's fucking that special on hbo 15 years ago was mind-boggling yeah say what you want to say it was my it was up there with the great specials because it had more of a one-man show tone to it yeah you didn't qualify it as a special but when you look at it as a whole it was a great fucking performance he's a special person and uh um he just happens to be transgender it's, it kind of makes him even more interesting. Speaking about special people, I got to apologize to you for something. For me? Because I've always had this discrepancy. Last night I went out for a little while. I got home. I had a couple numbers in me. I grabbed the fucking apple. I sat on the couch to unwind. And I put the TV on. And in front of me was the Blues Brothers. Ooh. When was the last time I watched the Blues Brothers? I don't know. So the scene that opens up is them at the restaurant when he's trying to talk to Major D into joining the band. And there's a family next to him, a husband, a wife, and three daughters. And the guy's telling him, I'm not going to join the band. So he goes, really? You're not going to join the band? He takes a bottle of champagne, he goes over to the table, and he goes, sir, how much for the little girls? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I just lost it, right? And he's like, sir, how much for little girls? And the guy's like, what? And he goes, for the women. I want to pay you for the women. And the guy's like, you know, sir, sir. He turns around. The guy comes over, breaks his balls again. He fucking turns over to the guy again. And he goes, sir, how much for the wife? How much for your wife? Uh, I remember this thing. This is class. This This is crazy. This is craziness. This would never happen today. Mouths full of food, and Dan Aykroyd continues eating in the background. Dog, and then we got to talk about Dan Aykroyd because he's been like a hemorrhoid. He's the silent. He don't make a boo, and the guy is phenomenal. Yeah, he's still around. And if you don't believe me, watch a movie named My Girl. And then watch this, and then watch him the fucking Liberace movie. He's outlasted everybody. You know, he's a serious believer in UFOs. Well, what are you going to do? Everybody's got problems. (laughs) Right here. Right here. When he threatens him, right here. How much for the wife? Okay? Look at the guy's choking his shit. (laughs) They're giving him champagne. And then watch fucking Dan Aykroyd. Watch what he does. He goes, if you don't fucking, if you don't join the band... We will be in here every day for breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. And watch what Dan Aykroyd does at this fancy restaurant. But, Joe, it doesn't stop there. They get in the car. They drive off. Look at him. Look at him. That's craziness. This is the last of real comedic. If you're going to get into comedy or you want to be, this is comedy 101. They walk out. They get into a car. That black fucking car. This is nonstop, Joe Rogan. Right. There's not like a hard, like there's no, no fluff. They get into a car. <laughs> they get into traffic. The, the cop comes up to me and goes, there's Nazis. I have not parade. And he goes, Belushi goes, Illinois Nazis. I hate them more than anything. He looks at Aykroyd. They fucking pull over and they take the car and go right for the Nazis. 
The Nazis have to jump off the bridge. White people are clapping and shit that they knocked them off. Then they pull into a black neighborhood. Who's playing the fucking guitar? Your boy, John Lee Hooker. Damn. In the middle of the street. Just playing the fucking guitar. Then after he's singing the song, brothers fucking everywhere doing their business. John Lee Hooker Damn. and Belushi and Aykroyd are just staring him down. <laughs> then from there, they walk into a diner to get the fucking guitar player. It's Aretha Franklin. And Aretha Franklin can act the fucking... I'm sitting there, it's midnight, I gotta go to bed. I gotta get up at 6.15 with the baby. I go, I don't give a fuck, I'm watching this. Aretha Franklin goes off. They do a dance. The black dude leaves with the white guitar player. Then where the fuck do they go? A pawn shop with the fucking black piano player. Ray Charles. He's the pawn shop owner. He opens up the thing. He's blind. He owns a pawn shop. Look at him. He owns a pawn shop. <laughs> this doesn't stop. Wow. I had to fucking finally go to bed, and then I felt bad about going to bed. They will never make a movie like this, ever, ever again. Then they start dancing like it's Grease. They start dancing. Let it go, Jamie. They start dancing. Like, look at this. Like it's <laughs> fucking Grease. <laughs> look at this. This will never happen again, Joe Rogan. Look at black people flipping in the air. This on will the never. On the this will never happen again. These were these old shit. Who direct? Isn't this part? Look, look. Look at these two. Do you think Belushi gave a fuck? Wow. Look how free people were in movies. There was no superhero movie. Look at it. It cost millions to make this. Look, look, this movie. look at this. <laughs> look at them dancing it out. That, you know, I forgot how goddamn fun this movie this is. This movie's fun. And then the chick that died on the airplane. Wow. What's the chick that died on the airplane that was at Star Wars? Chick that died on the airplane that was at Star Wars? The chick last year. <laughs> that might be the best description the of anybody reefer, ever. The reefer I had that killed her. <laughs> What's that chick that died on the plane? She had sleep apnea. She was doing pills on the plane. Who? She played the actress in Star Wars. Carrie Fisher? Carrie Fisher is chasing him throughout the whole movie because oh. he dumped her. Oh, that's so right. So she's fucking throwing <laughs> missiles at him and grenades. That's right. And then they go into the bar and they tell the fucking dude that they're the good old boys. Oh, my God. This is nonstop. Oh my God. Whoever wrote this, directed this, shot this. So this whole movie, they have the Nazis are looking for him. John Candy's looking for him with the state police. Wow. That's old Chicago. This Look is at, wild, man. It's just what, what the folks who are uh, just listening. Just says the Blues Brothers 1980 shake a tail feather scene. Four of nine on movie clips. How does that work? Like, are you? Are they allowed to show these? Yeah, they've made a deal with them because this links also to the. If you want to watch it, you can pay right here to rent it and all that stuff. Oh. Look at this stuff. You that know what I mean? I fully support buying this movie. You're looking at me going, Joey. It's a comedy. Why are they dead? Look at the. It just yeah. adds to the brilliance. They look like they're having a good time. Oh, that if they're like not the snorting street. blow, they're not doing anything. Okay. <laughs> Now, was it's it this different... movie where he would walk off the set and just knock on people's door? One of those movies, bro, this fucking nut. When they would say, cut, you got, you know, A-team, go sit down. Belushi was so fucked up for the night before, he would just wander off into a neighborhood, <laughs> knock on somebody's door and go, you mind if I crash on your couch? No. Yeah, bro, they had to go looking for him in neighborhoods and shit. He would just find people and ask to sleep on the couch? Joe Rogan, what door could you knock on? Look. 
Oh, the Blues Brothers Mayhem, John Belushi fell asleep in a stranger's house. Dan Aykroyd proposed to Carrie's Fisher. This is crazy. Like, this was this wow. Caddyshack. Wow. You know, when they shot Caddyshack, they shot in Florida. I heard when Paramount went down there, they fucking went nuts. They were like, dog. They found everybody snorting coke. Rodney was throwing a party. They couldn't, you know, this is a different type of movie. These people are having fun. That's the difference. They're having fun on that set. There's mm. probably alcohol. The director's drinking, you know, he's keeping everybody alive. How many extras were dancing? Fucking hundreds. And they were all in tune. And it was like, everybody loved that movie. That's one of the rare movies with a musical scene that fucking everybody loved the Blues Brothers. Right? Now, the Blues Brothers started on Saturday Night Live. Like, that was a sketch? I I guess so, yeah. Dan Aykroyd wrote it. Mm. John Landis directed it. They co-wrote it together. Aykroyd's crazy into UFOs. He's like one of the main celebrities they they pull up when people start talking about uh, like UFO real believers. He's done like little clips where he narrates things, UFO shows and shit. He he fucking believes. Well, didn't they just release that? There's even more belief now about yeah. UFOs. Uh yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I don't know if it's real, but uh, it's fun. That's how I feel. Doug, I did a, a podcast with Jim Florentine, and I explained to Jim Florentine that what people don't know is that Hudson County, New Jersey, northern New Jersey is the number one place in the country where they have the most UFO sightings. Really? Northern New Jersey? Look it up, Jamie, if you get a minute, please, not to be rude. But isn't that like near a couple airports? No. It's closer to, like you know, like when you live in New York City and you look at the Hudson River, mm -hmm. they say that people go on their balcony, they're drinking coffee, they're talking on the phone, and they'll see a little flying saucer go by. Really? And I know for a fact that in 1976... A little one? Whatever the fuck they are. I know for a fact that in 1975 and 1976, you could check me out on this. A UFO landed in Hudson County Park. I was a kid, and the next day the feds locked off the park. They had yellow tape. They had what? samples. Go look it up, dog. There's a UFO. There's a... That's, you see that, that, that? That's called... North Bergen is where I'm from. That's called, I forget what it's called, but it was so, there was, it's a circular building. So they did so much coke in there in the 80s, they called it the grinder. That's what they <laughs> called it because it was shaped like the Stonehenge. The Stonehenge. I have a couple friends that lived there. People that lived in that building have seen UFOs for fucking years. And if you go to YouTube, there's an actual North Hudson Park UFO. Wow. They dug up, they even, they came out to Mark, there's a liquor store. And the liquor store guy says he's seen the lights. Mm -hmm. You heard like the organ music that like they play. They landed. A couple Martians got out and took samples and got back in the thing and took off. There's a YouTube thing. There's a History Channel special about it. And I still remember being a young kid. Did you find anything, Jamie? Not I give. That was what's pop pop popping up. All that stuff about that building and oh yeah, no no no. Is it's there anything that says a UFO uh, landed? That that's the story I'm reading right now. Is what he's like saying yeah and witnesses you know it's not just one guy that says i know ufo it's people who got knocked on the door and said do you did you see anything anything at 11 10 at night and they said you know what there were lights flashing outside they contacted police departments to see if there was any they went full Dude. then the fbi came in circled the park close it was by the little league field in hudson county but it is a you know like you think it was area 51 you think it was close to northern las vegas the number one place to see UFOs is northern New Jersey. They even made a reference to it in The Sopranos. 
when he said something. He goes, what are you talking about? Last week you said you seen a UFO in Hackensack. <laughs> because that's where they're at. Hackensack, Moonaki. Right. All those, you go to Moonaki, New Jersey. A lot of ugly yeah. people. A lot of people with big heads. The only good thing in <laughs> Moonaki, New Jersey is fucking Segovia, Spanish restaurant. It's been there since 19 fucking Schlemensky. I don't know. But that's the only good thing about Moonaki. I think those people in Moonaki have been abducted. There you go. <laughs> and they put them back as big-headed motherfuckers. I did a gig there a couple times. Oh, yeah. There used to be like a bar. There's a bar that did something in oh, Moonaki. Was that a Bob Gonzo gig? Yes, outside the Sea Corp. Was it? Yeah, it's outside. No, no, no. I think Bob is more down the shore and he stuff. Had a bu- well, he had gigs all he over the place. He had gigs all over, Bob. How I met Bob was he did a gig in Romano's Italian restaurant in my hometown. And my buddy's like, hey, aren't you a comedian? Let's take you up there. And we went up there, and Bob's like, I don't know him. You know, he's an unknown. And next thing, Bob came up to me. He's like, dog, I got to put you up because my friends threatened me. So Bob put me up, and we've become friends ever since. That's awesome. I think I follow him on Facebook. We have a chat from time to time on Facebook. But yeah, for you UFO motherfuckers, look into northern New Jersey. That's the fucking mother load of them. That's interesting. I had read that before, but I kind of There like, you go, 51. Yeah. 51 UFO sightings in 2018. I, as a, you get biased because the, the, the story is always some person in the woods... And they get abducted. They see a UFO in some strange town in the middle of nowhere. The aliens land, abduct people. You always think about it being a rural thing. But if I was an alien, of course I'd go to New York City. Of course I'd go to New Jersey. What, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you? You want to go see the craziest thing we have? You got like 7 million people stuffed together on a fucking tiny island in, in comparison to the rest of the planet. Stuff stacked on top of each other. Awesome, amazing buildings. All these lights at Times Square. Look at all these people mowing around, traveling over these bridges to get to this one hub, this one hive of humanity. Of course, if I was an alien, I would check that out. Well, I went, you, why, why would I look at a barn? You know what I mean? You used to have a joke that we're, the United States is the Tijuana. Of outer space. Of outer yeah. space. Like, they're like, what are we doing this weekend? We're going to yeah, fucking... They come down when they're fucked up and they want to yeah, see a show. They want to see a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that was the whole bit is that I think aliens come here when they're high. Uh, they, they they just get fucked up. They're like, come on, let's go let's go check out the monkeys. Let's go, dude. Come on, let's abduct a couple of them. Have a good time. Let's That's go see those, the monkey You'd people. Never think, I never saw a fucking UFO. Or, I want to. I never have though. I want to see it land, and I want to see one of those green dudes get out. So I, can, I think I I thought I saw some shit when I was a kid, but as I got older. I thought that was like a fighter jet or something. That's what that was. Like there was something. That, God, it's a real sketchy memory. It's one of those memories that's like barely active. But I remember thinking for like a day or two when I was like a little kid, maybe I saw a UFO. But I think I was trying to convince myself of it. You know, I was bored. I th- but I think it was a jet. I think it was something, something fast and unusual. Have you ever seen one of those stealth bombers? That looks like a fucking UFO. Have you ever seen one of those things in the sky? No, yes. It looks like a Star Wars. Like when movie. you go to like a, a Blue Angel fucking thing, those planes. Yeah, they're, they're they probably use. no. Those are like I think those are F A 18s. That's what I think it is. I think that's what that is. I, I flew in one of those. I had a bit about that too. But, yeah, you got to do Ugh. that. You hold on to the hand. You got to do. You hook. You either hold. You either hold on to your handle if you're steering the plane, or you hold on to your straps if you're a passenger. I was a stra- I was in the passenger seat, so I grabbed a hold of my straps. And you have to go like this, hoot, 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 and you have to force blood into your brain to stay awake. 
That's how much G-force you're going through. It's insane. Force blood into yeah. your brain to stay awake. See, that's that's one of those stealth bombers. I saw one of those in the air over, uh, I guess it's Edwards Air Force Base. Is that what the one it is? That's Is Edwards the one that's out near Palmdale? I think that's so. it. Because yeah. we used to film Fear Factor in Palmdale, and we saw that thing fly overhead like that. Look at that thing. Tell me that doesn't look like it's from another planet. When you're on the ground and you see that fly overhead, you're like, what the fuck is that? So I think that's responsible for a bunch of the things that people saw. I think it's military crafts. Can I ask you a question on an article you pulled up to 51 sightings? What type of sightings do you Look have? at this fucking thing. What is, what is considered a sighting? Well, it's, the <coughs> thing is, like, you just see shit. But how do you know if... What are you doing, Jim? Uh, these are the sightings. Okay, but go back to that video. Look at that thing. I mean, come on. If you're just sitting on the ground, you saw that, you're like, they're coming. The aliens are coming. That does not look like it's from this world. That thing is madness. Especially with those two guys next to him. God, it's fucking beautiful, though. Like, what a, an amazing design. That thing flying through. It looks like something on a keyboard. You know, it looks like a symbol on a keyboard. And it's just flying perfectly through the air. That looks like the future. I mean, that really does look like it's from another world. I would imagine like little blue dudes with black eyes and blah, 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 talking to each other in that thing. Blah, 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 blah. Going through fucking wormholes and shit. I mean, that's what that thing looks like. And what's the, what's the thing that they're going to have 100 years from now? Just imagine that. Yeah, I, I just want to know what the, what the logistics is for it to be considered a, legit, a legitimate sighting. Legitimate sighting? Legitimate sighting. <clears throat> it just means that someone saw it. You know, you, you don't, like, if you're a lawyer, okay, and you see something, and then you convince yourself that what you saw was something extraordinary, and you, you have the feeling that you're looking at something from another world. But if it's just some drone or some military uh, vehicle, and then you look at it, and then you convince yourself, then it becomes a bigger and bigger deal in your head. That's a problem with people. It doesn't mean that everybody that sees something is seeing that, but people are kind of full of shit. Well, let's say you see, let's say there's a 1-800 call Martian, mm -hmm. all right? I see a fucking thing. I call that thing. One eight hundred call Martian. Yeah, call Martian. Okay, whatever the fuck. Okay. One eight hundred Martian. Right. I the, the phone won't stop ringing. Okay, the phone it won't will stop, never ringing. stop ringing. It will never stop ringing. There'll be people my, talking to Martians. My concern is when do they consider it a credible? What does it take for it to be credible? For me, for it to be credible, I got to see the motherfucker land, get out. My uh, my take is usually military guys. Um, when when you have uh, military fighter pilots, that's an extraordinary human. Those that's a you know if you can be one of those guys that flies one of those B twelve B twos, to for them to trust you with that billion dollar fucking spaceship, dude, you got to be a, a an exceptional human. You, there's no room for someone who's full of shit. You're gonna be a top flight fighter pilot. You're gonna fly around with gunfights in the sky because that's what they do. They have gunfights in the fucking sky. Those guys are exceptional human beings so when they see something that's when i listen for sure everybody else i'm not, not not that i wouldn't listen but i don't know you know you might be crazy 
But if so, so do, do, and you might I, be crazy even if you're in the military. You might be crazy if you're a fighter pilot. It's 100 percent possible. So those fighter pilots and all those Air Force pilots that do test runs and whatever they they see they say that they see there's things. A, there's a bunch of sightings. None of them are a bunch of sightings. There's a bunch of sightings from these really credible guys. What there is this? Fleet of UFOs followed U.S. aircraft. Navy pilot says. Yeah, May this is 29th. what I'm talking about. See these guys that are talking about these things. These aren't uh, guys with uh, histories of embellishing things. There's, uh, I mean, they have this, whatever that is. Is that radar? What are they looking at? Is that infrared? Like, what, what is that, that screen that they're looking for? Does it say what kind of image it is? Because it's like a weird look. It's not like a photograph, right? It's like a weird computer image. Because it's, um, it's, it's detecting it, right, with some piece of equipment, right? Isn't it? Like tracking it on radar or something like that. I know what you're saying because I feel like I've heard that description of it too. But this this article just says it's video of two aerial encounters. Hmm. That's tremendous. But that video doesn't look very clear. Why isn't it clear? My phone they does a better have, job than that shit. They don't have very good cameras on those. Or, I mean, cameras, they have good. I didn't mean they don't have good ones, but like in order to catch movement at that high speed up there, yada yada, all that stuff. Oh, so it would require some exceptional gear. I think, and it could have also been at night. I don't know what time of day it was. Mm. So convenient, so convenient that they never have a clear picture. That that drives me fucking crazy. It drives me fucking crazy because if it is real, I am I'm, I'm I love I want it to be real, honestly, I really do. But when I look at it, I go, God damn! So many people are so crazy, and so many people are so full of shit. You personally believe, and so do I. Dun dun dun. That there's other galaxies out there. It has to be. Well, there are definitely other galaxies, other civilizations. Other civilizations. Yeah. Some form, somewhere. Out of the nine planets, has got to be Dude, there was a something. Brian, I don't know what. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what they're called or whatever, but there has to be something. At this point, you have to believe that. The, the universe is too big. It's just too big to discount, to say, nope, I doubt it. Like, that's so crazy to say. Just <laughs> because we haven't seen it yet, it's so big. Okay. Of what he f- caught and what he said that though tracking equipment, radar, and infrared cameras on his aircraft detected UFOs both times. He was unable to capture them on his helmet camera. Okay. So maybe he couldn't look at it, hmm. and get it in good vision or whatever. Maybe. Know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or that's a good ex- reason why. He I would imagine as fast as those goddamn things are going, it must be really hard to get a camera really to, be able to constantly that? focus in and out. And that's interesting. He says that Lieutenant Ryan Grimes, the Graves, a- Graves, whatever, a uh, squadron of UFOs followed his Navy strike group up and down the eastern coast of the U.S. for months. Mm. That's, I'm telling you, that yeah. little fucking, I read something about the Hudson River, that all those people that live across the Hudson River, whether on the Weehawk and Edgewater side or the west side of Manhattan, those are where the people on their balconies see all that shit. Look at this shit. We did have issues with them when we went to the Middle East, Lieutenant Graves said. How, ooh, how, imagine them following the war. Imagine if you were there were aliens and they came down to follow the war. So they see the war going on in Iraq how crazy and Afghanistan. They come down and they're checking it out. Just to go on the cynical side of this, they're not necessarily saying they are an alien ship. They're saying it's a UFO, so it's something they're not sure of. What of if course. it's some sort of awesome drone that some Middle Eastern company has and it can just follow shit or Possible. move faster or something? Who sure. I don't know. That would be the more likely yeah, ex- explanation, right? Yeah. Terrestrial would be more likely that someone has advanced shit. We know they have advanced shit. I mean, we know they have incredible drones. 
You know, I'm I mean, great. the stuff that they can do. So, Larry, they got drones. That green beret is the seals. You put razor blades on them, and they slit your fucking throat when you're driving. Whoa. That's how good the technology is on those drones. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't be shocked if they, they could they, do all kinds of things. You could be expect. standing there, and they could take the drone to just come down. Yeah. Fucking, they put razor blades on them or some shit. Well, you could totally see someone having a small drone, like a small thing, like the size of a cheeseburger that has poison in it, and just slam it into somebody. You could, I could see that. This, the, 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 but, but you're seeing, when you're seeing stuff that's flying around the sky, most likely it's made by a person. Because people make stuff, and people know how to make stuff that flies around the sky. But then when you get to shit that like defies physics, like some of the things these fighter pilots see, that's when you got to go, wait a minute. You, you see these extraordinary feats of, of, of traversing distances. Like they can get from one place to another place so fast it looks like they disappear. This is something they all talk about. They all talk about the insane speed at which these things can go. They can just change angles. They can just go and then take a hard right angle turn. They can do stuff that nothing that we know how to make can do. That's where it gets to be like, whoa, like nothing. It's not like it's like, oh, that's like a fighter jet, but like really fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like an alien car. Oh, it's like a car, but it's way faster. Like, a, you know, it's, it's an alien car. But this is not like anything that we make. These fucking things, they fly this way, they say, flat, like a, like a plate hovering over the ground. Or, but when they go to fly, when they go to take off, they flip up sideways. And they have like the bottom of the spaceship is pointing towards where it wants to go. And it does something to space and time, make some sort of fucking magnetic gravity connection, insert big spooky words, whatever. They, know, they don't know how the fuck it does it, right? This thing can go like insane distances in insanely small amounts of time. Then when they all report the same kind of behavior of these, I mean, so many of these reports are like that. They're talking about this thing that goes insanely fast, turns on its side. It looks like a Tic Tac. It looks like a saucer. It looks like they're, they're trying to figure out what the fuck the shape is because it's moving so goddamn fast. But it's doing stuff that nothing we know how to make can do. I don't, I don't know if it's from another planet. It might be from here. But it's exciting. It's exciting shit. I, I want it to be from another planet. That's what I want. Like unbiased. Like what I, my honest... Would I, would I would love it, just be completely honest. I would love it if it was aliens. But if it was people, I'd be even more scared. Because, wait, goddamn, people can do that? People can do that and no one knew? Like some, cause if you can imagine a person who can make a spaceship that defies all of the rules that we know about travel, about air travel. If they can make something that defies all that shit and somehow or another keep the whole development and production of it a, a, a secret and then have this thing and take it off and no one knows how the fuck they did it. <sighs> that's almost more impressive than aliens <laughs> because that's what these things are doing is so if these, uh, these pilots are accurately reading what's happening and they're telling the truth, the thing that's remarkable is their stories are very consistent. There's a, a lot of very similar stories from different people that they make a living flying super fast warships. <laughs> you know, they see things. They know what the fuck they're looking at. They see something they don't know. They're like, what in the fuck is that? When they see something like that, that freaks me out. That's when it gets me. 
when some fucking kid's riding his bike to school and he looks up and he sees a UFO, okay, maybe it did happen. Maybe it did happen. Maybe the kid's being 100% honest. Or maybe he was bored. Maybe he was bored and decided to make up a crazy story and stuck with it. And then after a while telling it, maybe he believed it himself. That happens too. People see things. They don't know what they're seeing. And they decide that it's a different thing. I've said this before, but it's a true story. When I was in, in Alberta, there's wolves there. And I thought I saw a wolf for like a whole second. It was a squirrel. <laughs> it was a fucking squirrel. But I saw gray fur movement wolf squirrel. Like if you're dumb or if you're compromised or if you're maybe you're a little drunk, maybe a little tired, you know, maybe you just saw something that looked really weird because of, you know, whatever weather conditions that are affecting some part of the world you live in. There's things called ball lightning flies through the air. You know, it's uh, it looks like a UFO. You ever see that shit? It's like a real natural phenomenon. Somebody might see something like that and then add a bunch of other shit to it. And that's where you get a lot of these stories. You get like natural phenomenon and then people adding a bunch of shit to things. But then on top of that, you have credible stories and you can't throw out any of them. Like you got to you, it's when you look at all these things, you can't decide just because there's a bunch of crackpot stories about UFOs that the ones by legitimate fighter pilots, that those aren't real. You can't look at it that way. It's crazy to look at it that way because it's more likely there's something out there than there isn't something out there. It's way more likely. When I was a kid and that happened in Hudson County Park, I, I, I wrote it off. I didn't even pay attention. I remember riding my bike up there seeing the Fed tape and seeing people with those uh, orange protective suits on. Yeah. And I didn't. I was like, these people are fucking out of my mind. Then one night I got high five or six years ago, and I saw it. And somebody had posted on Facebook or YouTube, and I read more and more into it, and I discounted it until I read the accounts of the 28 people. Yeah. In, in that building... The liquor store, there was a guy who had just got dropped off a bus from New York. There's buses drop you off there from New York. Mm -hmm. The bus driver said there was a flash. He couldn't, you know, there were just so many people with uh, stories that, you know, they didn't see a fucking guy get out. Only three people saw people get out. Mm -hmm. Everybody else discounted the lights and the noise and the other bullshit that went with it. I would have shipped my fucking pants if I lived in that building and saw three little Martians get out. Or it could just be fucking, who, who, don't, who knows? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, man. I you, just wanted to tell you that that's where. People I, can get freaked out. And, and they can, you know, they can think all kinds of things that didn't really happen. Hey, one night I was on acid. I thought it was a fucking, I thought the FBI was out there with dogs. <laughs> the next day it was fucking a fire hydrant, all right? <laughs> I dumped an ounce of coke down the toilet. Oh, my God. Because I hallucinated. Because when you do a coke for more than fucking 10 hours, you start hallucinating. I started hallucinating. I thought it was fucking dogs and it was a fire hydrant. You know how stupid I felt the next day? Uh, Pretty uh, fucking stupid. Uh, Pretty fucking stupid. I sat there and I went over and petted the hydrant. You fuck. <laughs> you fuck. This is a problem with any story. Like all these fucking UFO stories. It's people's memory. Memory's not that good. It's just not that good. It's too hard to figure out what it, it actually looked like after you saw it. Like you see something crazy like a year ago. And then you try to describe it. It's too hard to describe. 
Like you barely remember it. Your ver- your version of it is a rehashed version that you keep repeating to yourself. You know, if you saw something, like say if you were hiking and you saw a wolf, right? If you saw that wolf, when you try to describe that that moment you saw that wolf years later, like what what are you actually seeing when you're going into your memory? How much do you how accurate is it? We're always lying about how accurate our memory is. It's not that good. Like if you if you did see a wolf, which is an extraordinary moment, right? You're in the fucking forest. You're like, it's a fucking wolf. That's a wolf, and you see a real wolf looking down on you, a wild motherfucker in the woods of Canada, just looking at you, staring at you on a trail. Like that's an extraordinary moment. But if you try to recount that in your mind, ten years later, what do you actually see? How much do you actually see? You see this blurry, weird, fucking misty version, and you've got some words that fall into place that can describe it. But how accurate is your fucking memory? It's terrible. How accurate is your memory? It's good with statistics. Okay. Like, I can tell you about fights. I can, I can tell you what year someone fought. I can tell you how this guy won and how he beat you know, this many guys with a triangle, and I remember things. But if I actually have to remember what it actually looked like in my head, I can't really pull that up. I barely can pull it up. If I see it, I'll recognize it again. You know? Like you show me Joe Schilling knocking out Melvin Manhoff in Bellator. I, saw, I watched that KO so many times. A wild, crazy slugfest. And if I see it, I'm watching it happen in a video. I remember it. Yep, this is how it goes. Here it goes. Boom! He KOs him. But if I had to just pull that out of my brain right now, it's not good. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if I had to like if I have to like close my eyes and pretend I saw Mike Tyson knock out Michael Spinks. I kind of can see little flashes. I can kind of remember weird little parts of it. You know, I remember the final right hand. Boom, he just sends him flying through the ropes. It was chaos. It was just like he's the best ever. But if I had to like play it back in my head, it wouldn't be nearly as good as a video of it. How's the memory in your life? How are the memories of your life? Do you remember being three? Do you no. remember being five? Like the other day, I think about, I was I was fucking suffering, like not suffering, but I was like trying to think of my dad. My dad died when I was three, and I have two memories with him. I have two memories that I can look you in the eye. I don't remember what he was wearing or what shoes he was wearing, but I still remember driving from the Lincoln Tunnel from New York to Jersey. And him put me on my lap, no seatbelt, and me holding on to the steering wheel. Wow. And I still remember him and my mom having a discussion and him taking me with him. That's it. I don't remember nothing else. Wow. You know, you try to go back on your memory. Then you start to write a little bit and your memory gets better. How did yeah, but how- even when your memory gets better, the problem is with my memory, I'm always wondering how much of this is accurate. You know, how much of what I'm, I mean, how much of it was I really paying attention during the moment and really being uh, like, do it, like if you have a biased perspective of something that's happening and then you have a memory of it, how much does your memory of the biased perspective, how much does your memory and the biased perspective shape what you think happened? You could actually kind of twist the past in your head if you're not careful. And you start thinking about things that didn't really necessarily happen the way they... Like if you got, I get fucked over at work, you know, I had to come and my fucking pension and all this. And then 
you you look at it from that way. Wow, this guy worked for an evil company that fucked him over. Or you go to the employers and some of the other people he worked with. You go, no, 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 no. That guy was a fucking asshole. He made life at work hell. Nobody wanted him around. He didn't get fucked over. He was so negative. Nobody wanted to be with him in the office. We had to get rid of him. Like you, you have to look at it from their point too. You don't know. So the actual memory of it for that guy might be that he got fucked over by this evil company. But the memory of the other people is a completely different experience. The memory of the other people is this guy was annoying to work with. Ugh. And they're both, you know, it's both. I mean, who the fuck knows who's, who's right? But my memory is good at some places and completely bad in others. Like right now, my memory of 30 years ago is spot on. I could tell you conversations we had. Don't really? ask me what we did a year ago. Like I'll sit here and go, what did I do last 4th of July? I have no fucking idea. But I went home. When I went home for three weeks, I, I went to dinner with a friend of mine. And then on the way back, I had him in tears telling him about the night his arm got broke. You know, he looked me legitimately in the face. And he goes, Joey, I forgot I broke my arm. It's amazing. You remember. How the fuck do you remember? And I go, Doug, it was one of the best nights of my life. I never laughed so hard. My fr- He drove his car at my friend. You know how people go, oh, come and they drive at you? Yes. He didn't stop in time. And he tapped my friend. My friend went down, who's hilarious as it is. He got up. He went to take a swing at this guy, and the guy put his arm up. And when he hit, he broke his arm with the punch by absorbing oh. the punch. And he had to wear a cast, and we tortured him, and my friend kept threatening to sue him. And it was just a, he, and he, when I was telling him this, his face was red. He had to take his napkin down, and he was banging the table. He goes, Cokes, I just remembered the broken fucking arm. I didn't, you know, he's my age. He goes, I forgot all about my broken fucking arm. You know, before you came in, Jamie and I were talking about Achilles tendons. And I, and I remember the time ripping, a, pulling a hamstring, like having to go to the hospital when I was 15 and having the fucking doctor do something. And it was bruised. Blood was running from my ass to the top of my leg. It was fucking horrible. Mm. I just ripped the hamstring. We were talking about, uh, uh, you know, like just that, you know. And then there's, there's a theory that there's times like you go back to Newark, like you, I don't know if there's a fight. Are you going to Newark, that fight? No, I'm not, gonna, I'm not working that but, one. But let's pretend you went back to Newark and you went to see where your grandpa lived and you saw a corner store that was still there. This is interesting. And you go into that corner store and maybe you get a bag of wise potato chips. Maybe you get a bun that you went there and got. They say by tasting that bun, and it takes you back. It opens up all those fucking memories. Why, why eating something from the area? Something, something. It's like sometimes a song will trigger huh. something. Right. Fucking songs really trigger yeah, you. for sure. That's why it's important sometimes when you watch a movie or a TV show to have a soundtrack. Because we have a soundtrack. We mm. all have a soundtrack of our lives. I, I, a couple of years ago, I was on a podcast, and we were talking about some Bon Jovi, and you were like, oh, I remember giving some chick a stab and listening to Bon Jovi, <laughs> something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll see, you'll even say it. I fucked Mary Lou Smith in the ass listening to oh, this song. Jesus. You know, yeah, it just it brings you back. It just brings you back. But they say that. 
<laughs> that's funny. Your examples of bring it back. Yeah, it was me and my best friends. We were by the lake. No, <laughs> no, banging some. That's what you Mary and listen. Ass. Most guys, most guys will hear a song. They'll be by themselves. They'll be by the, your wife and your kids. Yeah. You know, you'll hear "Never Say Goodbye" to Bon Jovi, and you'll think of the night that drunk midget chick sucked your dick behind the church, and you never told nobody. It just comes back. <laughs> It comes back to haunt you for a minute. Oh. You know, like shit like that always go, oh, that was a song I got sentenced in prison to. Like, whatever. I don't fucking know. Like, when I got locked up, the big album was Appetite for Destruction. The big, uh, the big, when I got locked up, the big albums for regular people were Appetite for Destruction. For the brothers, it was Don't Be Cruel by Bobby Brown. That album he made solo mm, when he yeah. split from New Edition. So every time I hear Don't Be Cruel, the other one, every time I hear, especially that fucking Mr. Brownstone, every time I hear mm. Mr. Brownstone, I want to crash the car because all the bikers <laughs> would shoot heroin to that song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's time for Mr. Brownstone. That's all they would talk about. So every time I hear those two albums, I fucking think about being locked up. And what's on the, ever since Guns N' Roses went on tour, that's all you hear on the radio now. Put the radio on for five minutes. Every day you hear November Rain, Welcome to the Jungle, because that's it. That's it. Right. Every time I hear those jams, I think about that stupidity. That's fun. Welcome to the Jungle was mine. But there's a lot of people who will say to you, like, oh, you know, I make love. I used to make love to my girlfriend listening to that album, you know, whatever. <laughs> but there's some people, animals, and say, you know. Yeah, the truth. I used to get my dick sucked listening to that when I was 14. Yeah, music, more than anything, is like an imprint of the time of, the, of your life when you saw it. Like, if you go back and think about, like, for me, it was Stripes with Bill Murray. I think I was, <sighs> I had to be a teenager. What year did Stripes come out? What year was that? 81. 81. Perfect. So I was 14 years old. That, meant, that was I was uh, in ninth grade. I was a freshman in high school. So that, when I think about that movie, like that was the, the epic movie of our time when I was a kid. It was like that was, I think about that time of the year or that, that time of my life. You think about who you were. You know, you, it brings you back to a weird place. Like it's, it, it helps. It enhances the memory. Fucking tremendous. That was a great movie, man. Dog, when he that asked, was such a funny movie. Think about the line when he asked <laughs> the fat dude why he joined the service, and the guy goes, "I, I want to lose a couple pounds." Look at him. Look yeah, at John Candy. John Candy was amazing. Amazing in this. It's a fucking great movie, man. It was just so good at the time. You know, it, it just you, you had a smile on your face through the whole movie. Like, even the mo moments of the movie that weren't, like, hilarious when they're setting things up, you just, it was so well done. You just smiled all the time. Are you time. guys looking at this yeah. cast? You got the guy from Beverly Hills Cop. You got Zito from Miami Vice. You got fucking Harold Ramis, who was a blessing in my life. He legitimized me when I did his movie. The movie was terrible, <laughs> but he was phenomenal comedy-wise. That's I mean, awesome. I don't know what this brother went on to do. But you know, this is fucking great comedy. Look at Bill Murray. This is the I know, man. this is the height of Bill Murray. Now, you guys got to remember, we were just talking about another great movie a couple minutes ago. Didn't these both come out the same year? Did they? Yeah, eighty one, eighty. 
This is the shit we were going through. Yeah. This is why we talk about movies and music. It's not that we're old men uh, fucking being nostalgic. I'm telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. They were making great movies at this time. There was a few great movies. Th yeah, a few. There was a few. Yeah, I mean, I mean, quite a few, I should say. This planes, trains, and automobiles. When did that come out? Eighty three, eighty two, eighty four. You know, you got it. The, the comedy lessons we were getting those years, 87. Well, like, oh, let's think of this, like, just cinematically. Like, what year did The Godfather come out? When, 73. 73. 72. So, Exorcist, 73. The Mechanic, 73. It was just too much. Mm. Just those three movies right there. The Godfather, The Mechanic, and The Exorcist. Yeah. And if you look at who was up for an Academy Award in 73, you'll fucking die. You'll die. You'll go, how the fuck can they pick a winner there? It's also, imagine the stark contrast between that and 53. Like, <clears throat> 1953, the movies were kind of corny, you know? Even if they were good, they were kind of corny, you know? And if you go any earlier than that, like, the, you ever what, try what to watch King Kong? You ever watch? <laughs> I watched it with my kids, and uh, wife wasn't home. And uh, they were scared. They're like, I don't want to watch a scary movie. I'm, I go, we're, we're going to laugh at a silly, scary movie. And they're like, really? I go, you got to trust me. This movie was from so long ago that what they thought is scary, you're going to think is silly. And they're like, are you serious? Because they, they go, okay, but if we get too scared, just shut it off, right? I go, I'll definitely shut it off. They were like, I think seven and five at the time. <laughs> this fucking movie it's so fake looking when the gorilla comes out they thought it was hilarious and then because we talked about it being funny then they were just laughing hysterically and cracking all these jokes about what that thing like looked like that it looked like my youngest daughter said it looked like someone was moving poop around that it looked like just like it was made out of poop because <laughs> it's all clay it looks so dumb but you know back then that was as good as it got well look at the the new Godzilla. The new Godzilla is god-awful. People are leaving with a fucking headache. Are they? Yeah. Look at the old Godzilla. It's a comedy. It is? Oh, my God. You see those poor little Japanese people? <laughs> look at this, though. And yeah. Look, look how this. fake this looks. But it's this crazy. must have been huge back yeah, then. Look at these guys. Like, yeah, buddy, you're not in a plane. <laughs> it's, like, so fake looking. You know, like these guys flying around. And look how bad the gorilla looks. It's so crazy. But at the time, look this was that. unbelievable. This was amazing. So if you go from this to like Apocalypse Now, the jump in terms of like how impactful it is and how much they nailed it, like this is, it's a fun movie, man. Don't get me wrong. I have a King Kong poster on my wall at my house. I love the movie. No, I love this movie. I, lo I have a movie poster from the 1930s. And I'd much rather see the old Godzilla's. Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus the smog monster, Godzilla. Those are fun. Just to see what Japanese people were doing. Yeah. They had the string on them. They would string. do wide shots, so they would show the Chinese people running, and then they would just have a single shot yeah, of Godzilla moving through the air. You see, look at yeah. that. They're Japanese. I'm Japanese. Okay. Look how dope he looks. Like, even when it's lit up, that is fucking fun, man. That's fun. Look, he's going through the fucking electric. Godzilla doesn't give a fuck. They're shooting him. Fuck you. Yeah. See, now they can't show you a behind shot of the Japanese shooting Godzilla because there's really no God. They're just shooting into a wall. 
it's completely separate. This is like a, a real clay model. <laughs> if you look at it, he's really not 60 feet. It's maybe fucking eight inches or something. No, this is not a model. These are men in suits. This is the difference between King Kong and no uh, Godzilla. Shit. Yes, okay. these are men in suits. And it was really complicated. And these guys had to be really strong because they're carrying around this gigantic rubber suit. And it's heavy as fuck and hot as fuck. So the reason why it moves so fluid, what the Japanese did that was brilliant, was they had men and they put men in these monster suits. Look at the fucking smoke yeah. coming out of his mouth. Yeah, go and uh, Google the men who wore the Godzilla suit. It's actually pretty fucking cool. It's not easy to do. These guys had to walk around and have these fight scenes and shit in these big giant suits. That wasn't animation. That's a dude in there. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And that's, a, that's what it really looked like in terms of uh, height-wise. It was like the size of a person. See that guy go back a bit? You see that guy getting out of it? That right there. That's what it, uh, the dude looked like who was inside of it. He wearing them. I always thought it was like a clay model. Maybe no, no, no. King Kong's a clay model. King Kong was uh, claymation from Ray Harryhausen. That's how um, I got onto the subject with them. I was telling them about um, they love that Monsters Inc. show, and Harryhausen is one of the characters, or something about Harryhausen is in the movie. I said, "Huh." I go, do you guys know who that is? And they go, no. I said, that is the guy who, of course, they didn't know who it is. What the fuck am I talking about? But I said, that's the guy who was one of the original monster animators for, for movies, like King Kong. He did all that claymation stuff. And back then, I mean, that was the state of the art. You got to think, this is 1930-something. I was like, King Kong was, what, 33? 33. Yeah. 33. was Godzilla. That was later. That was post World 54. War Two. Yeah. See, what God, is it? I'm sorry. Fifty four. Fifty four. Post Post World War Two was Godzilla. Godzilla was after we, we. I shouldn't say we. Somebody from the United States dropped bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki when they used nuclear weapons. The idea was that, and all the nuclear tests that they had done in the water, there was no real understanding of what the fuck was going to happen, and th so the the science fiction version of that would be that all that radiation would create some super monster. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, the man, the Japanese really? no, were. I gotta give it to them. They were dealing with radiation poisoning and death on unbelievable on an unbelievable scale. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people wiped out instantly from atomic bombs. I mean, and so the just the sheer force of the power of those things, you couldn't even imagine that there could be anything that could do that. Just one thing that falls out of an airplane that can do that. Well, what else can it do? You know, well, what happens if it gets in the water? What is it, how is this shit going to affect fish? How is it going to affect, uh, you know, who knows? So the, the science fiction version was always awesome. It was like a, a Godzilla would come. That's what the new one's about too, right? The new one is the same kind of thing, like a dinosaur got zapped and... Now the, I believe the new one was all the other dinosaurs came back and they had to reawaken Godzilla because he's the only thing that can fight him. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. So it's a superhero monster movie? He's a superhero? Godzilla's a superhero now? They bring him back. He's a good guy in this one. Oh, no, he's not a good guy. So at the end of the last one, everyone complained because there's like this weird winky scene where like Godzilla and the main guy like looked at each other in the eye and we're mm. like, same team, bro. You know who the real Godzilla is, man? <laughs> the real Godzilla is Cersei's, uh, not Cersei. That, what the fuck's her name? The dragon. Mother of Dragons Dragon in the Game of Thrones that fucked up that city at the end. Like, that's, that's what, a, like, a real, that's a real horrific idea of a fire-breathing lizard. But Godzilla was always adorable. Didn't I, really go after people. Even the, early, even the early Supermans, the first, like, six episodes, you could see the string. 
Really? Check it out. That's hilarious. The black and white. The suspended. The pilot. Maybe the pilot in the first three episodes, so they figured out how he could do it. You could see his train. It's a weird. The Godzilla story is a weird story, right? Because it's not like Godzilla goes on a killing spree. He just goes through Tokyo and just starts lighting every building on fire. He doesn't do that. He's like almost like he is almost like a good guy lizard. And then the the new movie, it's more accentuated. Then so he has to f- help help us. And Mothra like, was the fucking bird. Mothra was a moth. Mothra was a moth. Yeah. And what was the smog monster? <laughs> Got Rodan. His ultimate That's nemesis. right, Rodan. <laughs> Rodan was the Rodan ultimate was awesome. Yes. Yes. What did Rodan yes. look like? I'm trying to remember. Like wings and shit, right? Didn't Rodan have wings? <laughs> You gotta get high and watch all these. Yeah, yeah, it's like the. Okay. Yeah, you gotta Rod- get high and watch these Rodan guys. Let me see what Rodan looked like. This is crazy, this shit. Oh, that's right. Rodan could fly. Look Rodan at that one with the, with the blue sky below that's him. The three. Oh, there's a three headed one? Yeah. Uh, but this is new monsters, right? Oh, these are the new ones? These are the new get ones. Get the fuck out of here with this new shit. Give me the blue sky right there. With that, yeah, right there. Yeah, this is like a drawing. Oh, that's kind of a TV show ish. <laughs> The smog monster had laser beams coming out of his fucking eyes like Medusa. Yes, he did. Yes, did he? he did. One of them had fucking laser yeah. beams. Did he really? Oh, my God. The three-headed thing. That, what was that called again? It's right here. I forgot about that three-headed King, thing. King Ghidorah. I don't know how to say that. Oh, Ghidorah. Motra, Rodan. It was Ghidorah, Ghidorah. right? Ghidorah. Yeah. Just pull up a video of uh, Godzilla versus Ghidorah. <laughs> It was so silly, but man, when we were little kids and the shit was you on, lose on your Saturday mind. night, lose your Saturday fucking morning. mind. Yeah, lose your mind. I used to love this. It shit. It was the best when you found out Godzilla was going to be on TV. You were so pumped. That's just from the actual new movie. It's oh, on. there's a new movie with Ghidorah. This one's out. No, this movie's out right now. It is the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah, that's and, why and he's brought Ghidorah's it in this. Yeah, all three of these are. Let me see these bitches. <laughs> Whoa. Special effects today is a no, lot today better. Is, no, look at this. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, this yeah, is amazing. This is crazy. Oh, my God. Dude, the special effects they can do today are insane. So we're looking at, it says King G-H-I-D-O-R-A-H, King Ghidorah. Oh, my God. Dude, the fucking special effects are insane. There's Mothra. Yeah. Wow. Is this supposed to be a good movie, though? The thing is with these movies is, and I really hate to say this, how come they can't do both? How come they can't have an ama- amazing special of 40% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. How come they can't have amazing special effects and a fucking killer story? No. I Why heard- can't they do that? That's one of the last of the it's great 2009. Mo- it's 10 years ago. Yeah. Which one was that one? Avatar. Avatar was... A great story with great special effects. Like it was at the end of it, people were like, oh, it's Pocahontas in space. Get over it. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a classic story. Like James Campbell always talks about this classic structure of these heroes' journeys. There's a lot of that in there. It's very similar to a lot of the stories. It's still great. Don't let that get in the way of the fact that it's great. That movie was fucking awesome. That movie was awesome. Just the special effects and the, the way it all went together. And yeah, the fucking the bad military guy was cartoonish. Yeah, of course he was. So what? 
Why let that get in the way with your fun? Think of it as like when a movie like that, I think of it as like it's like a lot of the hyper violent Tarantino movies. Like, you know what you're signing up for. You know, you know what it is. It's just not supposed to be some detailed analysis of the human psyche, you know, where the, a guy takes a strange, slow transformation over the course of two hours. No, it's a fucking bad guy. This is the bad guy. Here's a good guy. Good guy can't use his legs. Wouldn't it be awesome if he could be one of those blue things? Pa-pow. I never saw the fucking thing. <laughs> fucking movie's great. I never saw it. I never wanted to see it. Joey. I thought that they put too much money into it. Too much. Anybody can make a movie if I give you $600 million. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, any idiot can make a movie if I give you uh, $600 mil. Joey, it's James Cameron. <clears throat> James Cameron is a monster. I love James Cameron. He's Cam made so many amazing movies. He's made some great movies. He's a I think that time, killer. it's like building an ego. It was like fucking building a team. To put a movie together, which I understand, but six hundred million, you know, it's Perfect. Oscar nominated. But I love them; they shunned him. They shunned him. No, who shunned him at the Oscars? He walked in. He thought he was bad to the bone. He was sitting there with his little new girlfriend, and his ex-wife directed Hurt Locker. Whoa! So they're both up for the same thing. Oh! And he's sitting there looking at Spielberg, like winking at him and winking at all the other white people, like what's happening. And all of a sudden, they go to announce the winner of the best movie. And they showed up at Barbara Streisand. Oh. And once you pay her fee, you know what her number is just to walk out of the house? What's her number? Big. 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 I, be look I imagine. She's look Barbara at she, Streisand. Look at when she does the theaters. Like Her tickets are more expensive than the fucking Laker tickets. When she did the Staples Center, cheapest ticket. Three bills by the refrigerator. Thousand, two to sit on the floor. Barbara Streisand don't fuck around. So when they call her, it's because she's lighting somebody's asshole up. <laughs> Even James Cameron knew. When he saw her, he put his head down. Oh, Look at no. the tape. He That's knew what he was done. And she came out and gave it to He lost that to his wife. Hurt Locker, though, was, that was a, like a culturally significant movie at the time of a war that was super well done. There was no bullshit in that movie. Like, that was a... That is a good fucking movie. Well, Hurt Locker is one of those movies at the end of it, you go, Jesus. Speaking of Hurt Locker, did you see what happened in New Jersey yesterday? What happened? ICE went to New Jersey to go into some Jewish place, and Jews got together and held hands, and 36 of them got arrested. I've always said those Jersey Jews don't fuck around, dog. East they Coast Jews. Are all of them. East Jersey, Coast New York, Jews, Brooklyn. They held hands and went up against ICE. Good for them. Little young kids. They don't fuck around those jerseys. I was telling Lee last night. I go, Lee, do you know they sell more neck braces in Jersey than they do across the country? Because there's a lot of Jews in Jersey that just wear neck braces. Did you know that? Why? Because then they're under lawsuit. Oh. Like when I grew up. So when, they just get hurt all the time. Every time I go to the Meadowlands, there'd be eight guys with <laughs> neck braces on at the Meadowlands. And I asked around, what goes on? You, you don't know what that is? They're on the, they have somebody on the paper. Like, on, they have a court case going. Oh, that's so funny. So they got to wear fucking neck braces. So they call them the Jewish gold chains. And there's the, you, you didn't know that, dog? <laughs> they, call, they call a neck uh, brace a Jewish gold chain. So racist. Like, when you go get a fucking neck brace, you got the back <laughs> order in Jersey. Like, they fucking. But Jewish folks are interesting in that it's a religion and a race. It's a religion. It, it's and, like a both, right? Kind of. Because a lot, like Jewish, Ari's Jewish, but
But Ari's not religious anymore at all. No, he went over and did the whole fucking thing. But he's he Jewish. Went, yeah, he's Jewish. Yeah, it's a different animal. There's a lot of Jewish atheists. You're like, how? How the fuck? How can you do that? How does that work? They just do it. They identify with that tribe. They're, it's part of a tribe. It's like a tribe. Right? Like a tribe and a religion and a race. It's like three things. Dog, when I was a kid, I knew a Jersey Jew. He was an attorney. His name was Cozy. This motherfucker didn't even smile. Wow. People were going to him because they called him guaranteed 30. Like, he would get you 30,000 for anything. Like, people would cut their thumb and just go down there. <laughs> guaranteed 30 Gs. 30 Gs. And then you take an advance from You get hurt and you take an advance from Coz, let me get 10 Gs. When we were in Brooklyn the last time, when we were going to um, uh, Peter Luger's, and so we drove through uh, these Hasidic neighborhoods and these... Uh, yeah, what are the ones like Ari? There's Orthodox Jews. Like right. a, there's a big community of Orthodox Jews. Yes. But it, in in New, New York and Brooklyn particularly, and Ari was explaining how they they don't leave this community. This is where they they stay. These are all their people. They don't give a fuck about what's happening in the outside world. I'm like, wow. And they just you just see this interesting subculture that li- it's one of the more cool things about New York is that you get to be in that kind of that's how, like a genuine me- even though they're isolated they have their own neighborhood it's a genuine melting pot in that regard like you can go to a Chinatown like a real Chinatown you go to Chinatown in New York City that's a different animal man I mean you might as well be in some part of Asia fucking Wohop Amazing. is a tremendous restaurant it's what, what's the name of it? Wohop where's that? It's in Mott Street. It's open 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Jamie, if you get a minute, they got just, real 24-hour joints in New York. Just put the fucking menu up from Mohawk. Mm. When I was in New York shooting that movie, the one night I was starving, I got stoned. And at 1.30, I go, I can't do it. I called Mohawk. I go, what time are you open till? They go, we're open. I hung up the phone. I went on Uber. It was a $10 cab ride. And I go, I'm going to go to Wohop. And I chickened out Joe Rogan. I go, I'm going to a heart attack. <laughs> Who goes to Wohop at 2 in the morning? You'll get a heart attack. All that sodium will fucking kill me mm. at 2 in the morning. I'll be up till fucking, I'll be up for two days. We often went to Chinatown after playing pool because it was like the best thing that was, you know, back in my early stand-up days when I didn't have obligations. We'd stay up playing pool till 2, 3 in the morning and then go and you have a real meal, like a really good meal. I think I'd have a heart attack now. Yeah, that it's big a big ass meal at night with egg rolls and, and egg rolls and steak on a stick and fucking yeah, and I, just the pork fried rice alone will set you off. Was there even diet coke back then? Mm. When did diet coke get invented? Yeah. No, there's always been. <laughs> we always had well, fresco. Yeah, we always had fresco. When we were kids, tab. my mother Remember had fresco and tab. I drank tab. tab. My mother had tab. People got super sad when tab went away. I remember, like, uh, people would be all bummed out. Like, well, okay, I love Tab, but Tab is a girl's drink. Uh, tab. Oh, that was a girl's Fres- drink. Yeah, Tab, Fresca. Fresca was more of a girl's drink. But Tab was a girl's drink because it had a pink can. Wasn't, didn't Tab have, like, a pink can? Yes, yes. Since 1982. That's when Tab went away? No, Diet Coke. Oh, wow. I thought it was older than that. Hmm. Me too. Yeah. I still remember in 85 when they changed the recipe. That was 85, and motherfuckers went nuts. <laughs> they went the, crazy. Yeah, they really did. They went crazy. crazy. New Coke. Like, what? You're on Coke. Mm-hmm. Why would you fuck with the taste of the best soda of all time? Coca-Cola is the best tasting soda of all time. I mean, there's other stuff that's really good. Like, root beer is really good. It's interesting. But there's a reason why that shit sold a billion fucking trillion gallons over the past. So, Tap had saccharin in it. Oh. And led to bladder cancer in rats. People <sighs> found that out, and then it 
popularity declined exactly when Diet Coke came out in 1982. Oh, they got set up. <laughs> Put on your pink, or your, uh, yeah, your pink tinfoil. Um, let me see a picture of it. What did the tab can look like? Yeah, you're right. Was it pink? It. I'm trying to remember. See, again, memories. Okay. Like I was talking about. I know that that registers with me. Okay. I know that that makes sense. Yeah, that's what tab looked like. That makes sense. But that looks but like But it was a, a Coca-Cola company yeah. also. Yeah. So I think Coca-Cola discontinued tab, put more fucking cancer in it, and <laughs> sold it as Diet Coke. What I was going to say is I can't, I could never draw that. Like if you asked me to draw what a tab can looked like, I, knew, I wouldn't be able to do I it. I knew it was in that realm of that red, but it wasn't Coca-Cola red. But that's what I'm talking about with memory. You know, memory is, is a weird thing. It's very weird because my memory with numbers is pretty good. I remember a lot of important dates and times and things and statistics. I can remember a lot of statistics. And I remember a lot of fights. Like I could pretty, pretty much tell you what the outcome was. But how much do I remember of seeing it? How much can I pull up and watch again? How accurate is that? I don't know. Like I was more of a sporting guy when I was growing up. And yesterday I was on a plane and they had the direct TV on there. And they were showing the best time. I was looking at the iPad anyway. I was watching something on the iPad, but that screen was on. And they were showing the best 10 football plays. And they showed uh, Joe Montana throw it to Dwight Clark in 81. And right away, my memory is like, wait a second. I won 800 on that game because I had the over. And I had San Francisco getting a point and a half. Fucking Dallas went into San Francisco giving a point in those days. Jesus. Not on my clock. Jesus. Not when Snowy Joey was throwing heat. <laughs> That's when Snowy Joey was up there snorting coke, throwing fucking Ugh. touchdowns up there, Joe Montana. Like, I have all, like, I, who fuck, look at that. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, no. There was a catch that some giant made with one hand. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, my God. They showed the best 10 catches. I was sitting there, and I was just looking at them, but I saw this one catch. I don't know what the – I think this is the kid they traded. He just reaches up, and the defender, he fucking pulls oh. it in. Oh, my – I don't know if it's Odell Beckham. I thought it was Odell Beckham. Well, does, it's like his specialty is doing those catches. Did you see Francis Ngannou knock out Junior Dos Santos? Yeah, I didn't even think it was a real knockout. He just blushed him. Look at him. He hit him, and he went down and held his head. Let him fight it out with him. Listen, Gallo. that fight was over. You got to listen to me. That fight was over. Did he hit him that yeah, hard? Yeah, it doesn't matter. The scary thing is he just clipped him. He clipped him. He clipped him, rocked him, put him down, pounded on his head, and Junior just couldn't even move. He just laid there and take it, and they stopped it quick. That was 100% legitimate. 100% legitimate I thought stoppage. between you and I that this would go a little longer. I thought that he was a seasoned veteran. I thought that he would go at least take it into the third round and try to no, you know, nullify his power by the mm -hmm. third round. You can't keep throwing those fucking haymakers. I thought he was going to wrestle him a little bit. It was not what I anticipated. It was not the game plan I thought. I got off stage and it was starting. As I got up, as I walked into the green room, fucking, they were going. And I was so fucking happy. I'm like, let me watch this. I go, I think Junior has a shot here. Fucking, as I thought that he was already on the floor holding his fucking forehead. Junior had uh, a good start where he was kicking the leg. Especially the the lower part of the leg, you could really fuck right, he, someone he, up with yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. He, he knocked yeah. him off balance. He knocked right. him off balance, and that can really fuck you up, man. Like really mess up your movement. 
And uh, if that was the case, if we was able to mess up his movement and get him to miss a little bit, you know, make, get him so that he was having a hard time moving correctly and keep chewing on that leg, then maybe there would be openings for him to to jump in with some punches. The problem is when they're both on the outside, Francis is bigger and the consequences are way more grave. If Francis clips you, it's nighty-night. I don't care who you are. He's so confident in it, too. He moves forward, and he's going to throw everything full speed. The first round with him is extremely dangerous because he's just trying to take you the fuck out. It takes a guy like Stipe. Stipe Miocic saw what he was doing and what he did was just ride with it. Just r moved away from it, kept his hands up. When Francis was coming after him, he used good defense, and he kept moving and kept pitch picking away at him, picking away at him, picking away at him, oh, taking his shots when they were there, and then started wearing Francis down, taking him down, beating him up, and then just dominated him. Clear-cut, unanimous decision for five rounds. It takes a guy like that, a guy like Stipe, that has the mental fortitude to stick to a game plan, not panic in the firefight. Because that's what happens with Engano. You're like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to see lights any second now. I'm going to see a big flash, and I'm going to be out cold. Any second now it's coming, and you see the reaction they have to him. It's, they fight different. They fight different with him than they do with anybody else. Because the, the consequences are so grave. You watch the way he knocked out Alistair over him. The consequences are so grave. So everyone's scared. No matter, it's normal. Everyone's scared to fight. You know, there's at least there's going to be some anxiety or fear, or you're going to your heart rate's going to get jacked, your adrenaline's going to be pumping. But it's even more so if the consequences are more grave, right? Like if you're going to fucking take a skateboard down a small hill, you're not freaking out, right? But if you take an skateboard down like four mile canyon, what is that four mile in Boulder? What is that one of those crazy roads that goes Sunshine Canyon? Right? If you're taking a skateboard down that, going 50 miles an hour, you're going to shit your fucking pants. You're going to try to land this thing right. Try to figure out how not to die here. Because the consequences are so much graver. You're going to be more jacked. And that's what happens to these guys when they fight Francis. The consequences are so grave. They, they make mistakes. And then with Junior, he reached for a, an overhand right. He just really, really extended himself. You can't do that with Francis. He just the the scary thing is it's true what Krokov says. Everybody has a game plan, then they get punched in the face. That's, That's Mike, it, Tyson. Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike said Tyson that. said yeah. that. I think it was it's Ungayo that, you know, you once you get that first point to fight. I only saw two fights. The funniest one was the first one against a kid from Dallas. Props to him. He went up against like a lieutenant in the KKK. The guy drew blue on his face at the weigh-in and they almost got into a little scuffle in the weigh-in, and he had no fucking love in his face. He didn't smile one time. He was definitely a member of the KKK. And this little black dude from Dallas came in, and he did a spinning back kick, and that dude, it was all over. He I don't know who you're talking about. First fight on the car, on the main card. Which fight? Undefeated. From, he's not from the non-contender series. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't see that fight. First fight on the card. He's 8-0 now out of Dallas. Strong oh. little guy. Really good. He still has to, he's going to grow a little bit. He's going to get knocked out once before he really makes that big jump. But once he gets it, the guy kept doing spinning back kicks on him. And mm. on the second one, he was right in his back. This guy just hates black people. Who? Just, the guy on the right? No, dude. that's Paul Craig. Yeah, yeah. That no. guy there. Paul Craig is great. No, he's probably great. It's a he's fucking not, joke, Joe Rogan. I know, but, but, did you but see that's he a in, real person. He went in with a tough face, you know, like fucking the guy from. Uh, he went in there like fucking Braveheart. He's a tough guy. Paul Craig is a good but guy, But wait too. till you see the fucking fight. I'll see it.
No, he it was it was great. He just we, he, the guy waited for the second one, and when the foot landed, he was right behind him. Not being no no time. Click. Oof. Guy turned around and he hit him with a fucking drop in right hand. You could see his feet just go like you know when you come. Yeah. Your feet Toy. just playing. <laughs> Same thing. It looked like he came. He just went. <laughs> Jamie's got it. Oh Jesus. Yeah. It was. Bah, what? That's the first one. So, so right away he timed it. Bah, that's it. Oh, Look at him. man. The, Look last, at him. the last one he yeah. did while the guy was Tremendous. already out. Tremendous. Look at him. Boom. 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 There he goes. Boom. 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 There he go. He's, he's probably right now reading fucking Malcolm X's Jesus. biography. Jesus. That you was know what ferocious. I'm yeah. That, that was, was ferocious. <laughs> why do people want... I, I wonder why people want to spin that much. You know, those like that... I hate all that shit. Spinning punches why are you giving your back to a killer well, i no, never understood it well that's not what i'm saying i'm saying if you're not that good at it he doesn't have like a really fast wheel. he didn't commit like edson to it barboza okay edson barboza wheel kicks people and puts them on pluto he is spinning back kicks you to the body i mean he's uh his kicks his spinning kicks are fucking insane but these guys are not that good like what i'm saying is like paul craig that's not his specialty he's more of a grappler i mean he can strike obviously he's a good striker but I wouldn't think that he would want to throw spin kicks. This, he's not like a Taekwondo guy, I don't think. If you don't do Taekwondo for 10 years, why are you yeah. spinning kicking in the UFC against a, a, an athletic yeah. guy? You know, all those things. I hate when they, even that reverse punch, when the guy keeps doing it and doing it, I'm like, you know what, choke him. Bust him in the fucking ear. See, when you're talking about like Edson Barboza, though, like no, the spinning kick tremendous. he landed on uh, Dan Hangman, he kept fucking kicking his body with those spinning back kicks, just fucking insane. You got to commit to that spinning back kick. Speaking <clears throat> about commitment. How about Max Holloway spinning the little fucking cap off the bottle? <laughs> Isn't that cute? And then they got the guitar player did it. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Mayer. John Mayer. John yeah, Mayer. he did it too. Did so? Did Max Holloway invented it? I, I don't know how. I, I just saw it on. Is he the first, the first one? one I saw? Yeah, like that's the, amazing. That's Everybody's amazing. trying to do it now. Yeah. That's amazing. Max Holloway's the he's such a fucking cool guy. I love that guy. Win plays the, the show. He's a champion. He'll he's, come, he'll come yeah, back. Yeah, man. Like, who the fuck loses back. better than him? Yeah. The way he's he tremendous. lost to Dustin Poirier, tremendous. zero excuses, all tremendous. love, all happiness. He's amazing. Jason Statham, what's he doing? He what's did going it today on? Too. No, let me see. Uh, he's a real karate guy. Jason Statham has real striking skills. Like, well, look, look, you can tell even the way he's standing here. Like, the way he's moving. Oh, he's, oh. No, no, no. He's going to spin. Yeah. But you, even the way he's doing it, like, this guy's got real skill. Look at that. Kapow. He um he achieved a very high level of uh skill in karate. I don't know exactly what it was, but from people that um I know that have done martial arts with him and trained with him, they said that guy's a bad motherfucker, like a legit badass. Like really knows martial arts. I believe it. Right? You see him, you're like, I believe it. See him in like Snatch, one of those movies. Like, yeah, he fucked people up. Aided the mechanic too. That's why I don't even look at yeah, his I face. Know, you know I know it bothers you, but hey, it's a gig. I don't want to look actor. at his fucking face. You take a gig. <laughs> it's I'm hard, man. Of you, you really should just say to them, "Hey, uh, let's not do that. Let's just write a movie that's similar and in homage to it." I know they didn't even do an homage. That's what really pissed right. me. There was no respect at any <laughs> level for Charles Bronson. Not even a fucking ounce. Not even an ounce. Why? Why ounce. do you say that? What do you mean? If, the, if you watch the mechanic and study the mechanic, it just wasn't a white guy shooting people. He was very calculated. There was no 
very calculated. Right. Everything was made to look like it was an accident. A very much accident. It's one of the best beginnings. Any, the only movie that starts better than The Mechanic is Scarface. Like, uh, no, there's something that has a better opening. I forget. There's no fucking dialogue for 11 minutes, 12 yeah. minutes. It's him setting up a guy to make it look like the fucking uh, heater blew up. Mm-hmm. Like those type of guys. Like I had a friend that he used to say is be- the best way to kill somebody is breaking the house. Take the fucking pipe, the gas thing out of the stove, point it down, and light a candle on the refrigerator, and then leave. Whoa. And give it 15, 20 minutes, and it's night, night, Irene. What is this, Jamie? This uh, is the beginning of the, the mechanic. the whole movie, actually. It's on YouTube. This is the beginning of the mechanic. This is the beginning of the original one. The original yeah, one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. When, you know, Jan Michael Vincent's father in the movie, Charles Bronson kills. He gets a contract to kill him. That's how Jan Michael drifts to him. When he killed him, it made him look like he had a heart attack. He went in his medical file, and he saw he had a weak heart, and he went to meet him, and then he shot at the road, and he goes, run, run. So as the guy was running, he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Jason Stratham and whoever the fuck made the movie make it look like he was just shooting up Charlie. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying to me, Joy, why do you take so much offense? Because it's... You know, it's the fucking mechanic. Yeah. It was that good of a goddamn movie. You know, they redid Death Wish. No, no, no. You know, you can't redo Death Wish. One of the most disturbing movies you'll ever see. Bruce Willis. Yeah, he should be shot and hung and shot again. Okay? I mean, he did fucking... Listen, you know what Death Wish has that nobody remembers? What? And I saw it when I was 10. This is why I don't play that shit. Has one of the most disturbing rape scenes. You'll ever see. And Jeff Goldblum's in it. Remember, oh, they knocked yeah, his daughter out, right. raped her, spray painted <coughs> her ass. I left that movie being 11, like, mm. fearing for my mom now. Yeah. Like, I left there, and I became tighter with my mom at the bar. I tried to get a stick and a knife. Like, that could happen to women. Like, that happens to women. Like, mm. guys just rip their pants off. I didn't know. I didn't know what that shit was till I watched the, the, whatever the fuck it is, Death Wish. It's a different world for women. Yeah, I couldn't even believe it when I watched that. They, they yeah. never talk about how disturbing that scene is. That's a thing that most men never have to think about. Unless you're in jail, most men, most men don't have to think about that. Then he goes to Arizona. All Ar- women he, have to think about You know about what happened, that. right? He goes to Arizona. They sent him to Arizona to build the building. And he becomes friends with a redneck. And the redneck's like, man, that can't happen to you. He goes, I'll put a little something in your bag for you to take back up to those big city folks. When Charles Bronson got back to his house, it was a fucking white cannon from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Kersey, he was an architect. He gave him a fucking cannon. So Charles Bronson said, let me go out and have some fun and see what happens. First night, first night, some guy's like, hey, old timer, give me 20 bucks. And you could see the panic in his face. He was an old man. He stole it. He stole it. He didn't take it out and say, fuck you. No. He was panicked. And then he shot the guy in the subway scene. You could see he's scared. You remember when that fucking, look at him, look at him. Oh, this is great. That's right. Right here. Look, he's just an old man, dog. 53 years old, fucking killing it in America, giving men like you and me hope. He was giving older men hope, this fucking guy, right? I think he was at least 50 years old when he was in. Watch. Yeah. Look, look how scared he is. Baya! Balapinga! Right there you go. Ba! 
<laughs> Look at him. He's just getting petrified. Sudan shooting these guys. Yeah, this Execute. is a brilliant film. Wow. They'll never do that again because they won't take these little fucking details. He was petrified. That's a great scene. In hard times, I think he was 50 years old by then. Remember when he played the, that boxer? The I, mechanic, he was 51. I think hard time. Yeah, bro. He was. I think he was 51 in hard time. There was time. no TRT back then, son. That dude was doing that push-ups, was steak, chin-ups, that was steak, steak and, and eggs. And he was going to Formosa. I forgot what What's people, Formosa? That Formosa cafe, that little bar down there. That's where he would go? Like to eat or some shit. I heard. He, he lived was, down there? I don't know what the deal was. Where did he live? Well, when he came to L.A., that's where he took the name Bronson from, was that street in Hollywood. Really? Bronson. What was his real name? He's a Polak. Budinsky. Something just that they told him, like, you can't. Budinsky. Yeah, you can't can't have that name. So he he looked around Hollywood. Perfect. And said, Bronson, you fucking believe that. When you hear that shit, like, wait, wait, wait wait a second. So you were walking down the street. And it's like when you had Jamie Foxx on here. Yeah. He made his name Jamie Foxx because people would think he was a hot chick. Exactly. That is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my Jamie, life. Jamie Foxx is a bad motherfucker. A brilliant man. He's brilliant. a brilliant man. Brilliant. That's the fact that he figured that out. Yeah. And like, then it's like, of if course. If I'm a hot chick. Because they pick your name on the lineup. They see that Jamie Foxx. You get a chance to get up there. It's so it's smart. You're, you're uh, right. You know, like if a guy sees that Fox, whatever, Jamie, mm-hmm. with an, especially with an I. Yeah. He spells it J-I-M-I. Does he? Yeah. Doesn't he, Jamie? Yeah, like oh, he's basically yeah. regular Jamie. That makes you think it's a broad right off the fucking bat. If like, it's Jamie, J-A-Y-M-I-E, I would say it's a girl. Yeah, usually the I before the M is a girl spelling. There's a lot of those weird words like Sean. Like there's a lot of hot Seans that mm-hmm. are girls, right? What else? What other ones? It's a guarantee. They used to be like Stacy. Like they used to name dude Stacy. Like Stacy Keach. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of dudes like in their 60s. They used to name guys Stacy. There's some. There's a name that a friend of mine had that was a guy. And I can't remember it now. Wasn't there one of the weird guys in uh, Airplane? Leslie. 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 They used to name guys Leslie. How weird! That's a weird one. What was his name? Leslie. The Leslie hilarious Nielsen. dude. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Hilarious. That guy was hilarious. Wasn't he in Creep Show too? Was he one of the people in Creep Show that got killed? I feel like he was one of those people that got buried on the beach or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a husband. Yeah. He he uh, did something to some some rich guy. I buried him up to his head. I forget. <laughs> those fucking scary horror movies like Creepshow, fun horror movies, they don't make enough of those anymore either. Those are my favorite movies. Well, they forgot how to make them. Joe how? Anything else. Scream wasn't bad, right? It wasn't bad at all. And what year was that? 87, 87, no. 97, sorry, 96, 96 97, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. 96, 97. That was a fun-ass movie. I think the la- that's the last one I watched, but the last movie to scare the living fuck out of me was the first Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. with the tongue coming out of the phone. <laughs> Before that, you know, the people are like, you know, you don't watch Walking Dead. You know why? Again, I'm loyal to fucking when I was a kid. Those Dawn of the Dead movies. What was the guy that wrote those? That George was, Romero. George Romero. I'm loyal to him. My loyalty's with him. I took acid and went to George Romero. That one, 
Dawn of the Dead, when the helicopter chops the black guy's head off. Ooh. When he doesn't even know, the helicopter lands and he's a zombie. Yeah. And I think it chops his head off. I remember tripping on ass. I almost had a fucking heart attack. Walking Dead was awesome for the first few episodes. They just lost. They just, you just can't keep something like that up forever. <clears throat> it just becomes too, it's too hard to keep a story going. It's just, it, the story got too weird. But the best horror movie, zombie horror movie of all time is 28 Days Later. That's the best one. That's that British movie. So uh, it we didn't get it until like way after it came out in the in the theater over there. Most people have seen it. They've seen it. They've seen it on cable or DVD, right? Was was twenty eight days later even in the theaters out here? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. The 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 one after that was a big deal, but it was a British movie, right? <coughs> God damn, that movie's good. I remember I bought a version of it on VHS on the. Remember European VHS was a different format. It was like a di- you had to have a different player, or you had to have a player that was a universal player that could play both. I had one of those, just so I could get some uh, cool documentaries and shit that you would get from Europe. Just as a reminder, I want to give props to American Airlines for returning my luggage oh. after the whole weekend, and they missed that fucking half ounce of weed in my boxing glove. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're the delivery driver, you're a dumb fuck. That was your tip. <sighs> They lost my movie tie bag. <laughs> they did. I was going to Columbus to go to a short movie tie, and I brought the, uh, you know my little fucking shin pads and my gloves and some hand wraps. You've been doing that a lot lately, huh? Muay Thai. I love it. It's great, right? I go twice a week. Well, I've had. Uh, I'm 56. The, the targets, the thing, and I take the class with everybody else. I do mm-hmm. everything else. I die, and I go to one boxing because Tuesday and Wednesday, Tuesday and Thursday is boxing. Now, when you do the class, do they have you spar? I'm 56. I like no headgear, none of that shit. Right, just so you just tapping you, each other. Tapping, pop yeah. out, working on combinations, shit like that. Saturday, Sundays, I go in. There's an open mat. If I'm home, I go in. And there's a, a chick that's like an ice cop. An ice she, cop? Like, oh, no. Those, you know, she's, she's a tough chick. Yeah? Yeah, she trains with Brett and the whole thing. So I go down and just let her beat me up to death. Let shit. me ask you this. As someone who was born in another country... How do you think that they should handle the immigrations that are here? Because this is the big question. A lot of people know people that are, I mean, probably a lot of people listening, know someone who they love that's illegal. Whether they're illegal from Canada, or they're illegal from Europe, or they're illegal from Mexico, wherever the fuck. There's a lot of people that get over here and stay over here that aren't supposed to be. Some of them turn out, turn out to be amazing people. So how do you decide? How do you decide who gets to stay? And there's someone coming over here trying to make their life a better, a better thing, but just doing it illegally. Does that automatically discount them from staying here? That seems crazy. What if they're great? There's a lot of people come over here because they were super unfortunate in where they were born. They, they, they grew up in a shitty place, and they wanted to make it better, but they didn't know how to do it, so they came over to America by hook or by crook. They figured out how to get here. They got here, and now they're kicking ass. Why, why would you want to get rid of them? As long as they're not criminals, as long as they're not hurting anybody, why would you want to get rid of them? Well, for starters, let's do this. Let's, what's going on right now just points the finger at a certain uh, realm of, of... You're pointing the fingers south of the border. Yeah, it's Canadians. Which, a lot of Canadians. Which, And I'm not saying nothing bad about anybody. This is the United States of America. Right. People come here to fucking have a dream. Yeah. And whatever happens, bro. Sometimes a dream goes kaput. You know, when I went to New York, I spent three weeks in New York and I Ubered. And I did a little thing in my mind. You know, I took 20 Ubers. In fact, I became Uber Platinum because I was doing, you know, all these rides. Not one white person picked me up. 
Not one time. Not wow. one time. And guess what? I asked questions. I asked everybody questions. And the most inspiring person I met was one night I worked though. I wrapped at 6.30 in the morning. There was no way I was getting in the van to go home. And I just called Uber. I was in Ridgewood, Brooklyn. And this Indian girl picked me up. Very cute. You know, 6 in the fucking morning. It's still kind of dark out. You know, 5.30, whatever it was. And this little girl that weighed 90 pounds picked me up. Got in the car. Hello, we have charger in the back if you want to charge your car. And there's little caramels in the front. Mm. You know, and... I said, where are you from? And she told me, India. And I go, how long have you been here? A year and a half. Spoke perfect English. Wow. I go, why do you? Why did you become an Uber driver? She goes, I became an Uber driver because I was a waitress <laughs> in an Indian restaurant, and the guy abused me, mm. and he would only pay me eight bucks an hour and take half my tips. So me and my cousins got together. We put away money, and we rent a car. We leased a car. My, she drives in the daytime, and I drive it at night. Wow. And I, drive, I go, why are you, aren't you scared to go out at night? She's like, no. She's like, I love it because there's no traffic at night. Mm. I go, what do you walk with? I just asked her right. creepy questions. Not, you know, I just right, asked right, her right. questions. Yeah. And it was, I went, I gave her an extra tip. Like, no, Let just, me ask you this. Can you be illegal and do that? Did I they think check she your citizenship? Was, I, 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 I don't know what the status was with her. I didn't ask her. I didn't know yeah, if but she I was mean, a but any, but What do you think? Do you think that you could do that? Do you think like if you came from another country, you came from Guatemala illegally, you were, came over here though and became an Uber driver, could you do that? Me? No, could anybody do that? Or do they check your citizenship? What do you think, Jamie? There's, yes, they can do that. So someone definitely can come over here and start working for Uber or, or like, another or a similar company. I'm not company. saying they're doing that necessarily like through the proper ways. They, you can like if you have a legal friend, you can use their license to be the like the Uber thing, and they don't know who's behind the car. So that can, happens all the time when I'm ordering food. You you definitely have to have a valid driver's license, right? Yeah, so can does. you get a valid driver's license if you're illegal? Well, that's the part. Like that's what I'm saying. So like, no, but that doesn't stop someone from getting behind a car if you don't have a license any day. That's Didn't, sort of where I'm going with. Well, is California someone, getting in trouble right now? Uh, is, aren't we on the shit list because we agreed and somebody else to give illegals licenses? Yeah, there was, that's Francisco? why I was asking. There's, there was a, a thought that popped, uh, a memory that popped in my head about some story like that, that they were going to give uh, illegal aliens the uh, right to drive. I'm sort of saying, like, it does happen, but not above the board, basically. Yeah, but are you sure? Yeah. Could you see if oh, they're they're trying to give illegal aliens driver's licenses? Because I remember a story like this too, as well. People were super upset about it. It's a weird thing, man. There's 13 states that allow it. There you go, baby. Where do you have to move? What are those states? In D.C. Uh, California is the first one. As of 2013, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware... Everywhere there's weed. Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, <laughs> Nevada, New Mexico, New York. Interesting. Yeah, everywhere there's weed. Hawaii doesn't necessarily have Utah, weed. Utah, Vermont. I think Hawaii I just know, is just, medical. It's very close to that. From a business standpoint, they work for cheaper and work harder. More, you know, I mean, there's so many benefits to as a business owner. In different, I mean, when was the last time you saw a white laborer? When you see them. You go in the kitchen and at any restaurant, it's all... You know, I mean, and so now you now you, you you're questioning what what rights you have as an American. You come here, 
you get a job, you're working hard, you stay out of trouble. You yeah. stay out of trouble, yeah. you mind your business, you know. I mean, I grew up, you and I grew up in the East Coast, where you go to a Chinese restaurant, and you'd see the, the, the husband and wife working, and the kids would be doing homework at the back table. And if you came in the daytime, it was a different couple, which is telling me that two couples got together, they buy a home, and they open a business together, and they work together. That's what those immigrant groups do. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they bring a cousin, and they open, they open, and next thing you know, they got three houses on the block. And now you just had a fucking uh, immigrant family move into your neighborhood. Not necessarily good or bad. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're nice. We all had them in our neighborhoods. Sure. And remember, 70 years ago, this was your grandparents. Yeah. So you have to think about your grandparents. How would you want them treated? I'm sure your grandfather got a job laying brick way before he got his immigration papers. I don't, know, I don't know how they did it, right? I and, think they got it pretty right, quick. You get to Ellis Island and they push, push yeah. you through. I mean, the illegal situation. It was a different world back then. You could immigrate pretty easily. Like, my grandparents did, weren't rocket scientists when they came over here. No. You know, they were kids. They're, they're, their parents weren't geniuses. Do you know what's going they're on? They're farmers. Do you know what's going on in South America right now, Nicaragua, Honduras, all those places? Pure hell. Pure hell, you know? I can't be mad at you for wanting to get the fuck out of there. But there's other places on earth right now where there's pure fucking hell going on. Yeah. There's and places they're trying on... to come over, too. Let's point everybody out. Let's lock all the fucking borders. Don't make it seem like it's just Mexico that's the fucking problem. You know? We're getting bombarded from everywhere. We're getting new people in here every day from everywhere. I ain't mad at it. They're coming here to make better lives. But don't just keep pointing the fucking border that. You know who else is coming through that Mexican border that nobody's talked about? Jamie, when you get a minute, if you'd love to check it just to verify me. You know how many Cubans are getting sent back to Cuba on a daily basis from Mexico? Really? Getting back to get a shot. But Cubans, they're when they come to Miami America. No more. Why? They're, they're not coming through. They've closed all that type of shit. What? So right now. You can't come through Miami it's anymore? It's easier to come, go from Cuba to Mexico and just join the walk. Whoa. And walk up. But once so Cubans th- are in America, we give them asylum, right? Right. The tag. But then Is that still going on? I think Obama removed it. Did he really? Yes. Trump made it so we can't go over there anymore. There you go. Africans, Cubans, pack Mexican shelters, hoping for a shot of asylum. People are going through Mexico now. That's crazy. So I think the number a couple weeks ago, I think 900 Cubans are getting sent back weekly to get shot. Does you think that more people people are making towards the border since Trump was like, build that wall, build that wall? Do you think more people are headed towards the border now because it's just like it's a popular thing to do? It's a part of our culture. Like, a part of the conversation is the border wall, right? Like, do you want a border wall or do you not want a border wall? Build that wall, make it a fucking million feet high, bring it right to the top of the earth. Or are you one of those people that thinks anybody should be able to come over here and have a better life? You know, and this, that, those two ideas are fucking clashing left and right. Some people think that people should be able to try to do better, try to better themselves. They should have the opportunity. And then some people think, fuck them. You were born somewhere else. You don't ever get a chance to come over here. Go, go in through proper channels, which is almost impossible. Do something that's very valuable to us over here. See, that's the thing. Like, if you're a person who has some extraordinary skill, 
you know, you could probably get American citizenship easier. You're unusual. If you're contributing to the physics department at Harvard or something like that, and you're, you know, you were born in Germany or wherever, you probably could get citizenship a little bit quicker than you're just a guy who like lives in Guatemala and wants to come to America because he thinks he can advance his life. He thinks he can get better. Whereas where he lives, there's no, you can't go anywhere. You're stuck. The, the, the poverty is extreme, the crime's extreme, and he wants none of that. He wants to do better. So he makes it over here. I'm like, Listen, when you t- talk about immigration, you're going to get good and bad from every country. Sure. You know, Castro in 79 opened up his prisons in the Mariel, and you got 100,000 Cubans and 100,000 fucking spoiled, rotten savages from Cuban prisons mm. where they wear no clothes and this. They have to shit in a hole in the middle of the floor. They're savages. They're animals. They got no problem taking your life mm. for a piece of toilet paper. But the same runs true from other countries. Yep. We get the good and the bad from other countries. You know, let's not beat around the bush. Before Russians come here, they got a course. They go to a school and take a 12-week course on how to come here and get money right off the bat. How to go to Social Security. Check that out, Jamie. That's a very weird one. Mm. They get taught how to come here and scam the system. Whether you want to call scam. I'm not putting nobody down. I have tons of Russian friends. I love them. I'm not saying nothing bad. But I've heard that's a fact. I've heard them from them. I have a friend who's married, and she told me one day that before they come here, they take a course to prep them on how to get money as soon as they land. Three days after they get they land, they get cash in, in Dola. Paperwork, what to say, they coach you. That's hilarious. Is so, this like a, a service that they offer? Yeah, some so you type of class. Sign up for it if you want to scam the system. How it works, but but if you want to scam the system, rush. they'll yeah, tell you how to do yeah. it. That's how many Armenians come over, come over, get citizenship. Guess what they do? What? They get Social Security and they move back to Armenia and they get the check sent back to Armenia. They have a system on how to do that. They got a thousand loopholes now, brother. And if you learn those loopholes, you could cave the fucking system. There's nothing wrong with having a group of people that all agree on certain rules, right? Which is what the United States should be. But the, pr- the problem with having a group of people is you, you don't get to pick like who's in that group. So you're just deciding instead of being admitted by your merit or how, how good a neighbor you are or how nice of a person you are. No, you just whether or not you're born on the dirt. <laughs> Like, were you born on this dirt or that dirt? Because if you're born on that dirt, you can't stay. But if you're born on this dirt, even if you're a shit human being, you get to hang out. You get to ruin other people's lives while you're here. As long as you don't do enough that we need to put you in a cage. And then if we do, we keep you for a couple years and let you out and you do more. I mean, this is, we have no problem with that. I don't know what what the percentage is. What the fuck was I going to tell you? I don't know. What the percentage of good people versus bad people that come in across the border? The thing is, every time there's a bad one that comes across the border, it's highlighted as an example of why we got to keep the border closed. And they have a point. They all have a point. Absolutely. When you see someone who is talking about illegal gang members that are sneaking across the border and murdering people, it absolutely has happened. It's it's 100% of a a real thing. It's not not fiction. The question is, how much does it happen? And uh, how much better is it for those people's lives that make it across? Is there a way to screen better to make sure that the bad people don't come in? I mean, all of these questions are legitimate. 
You know, you don't want a bunch of fucking evil, vicious people from another country in your neighborhood. That's how everybody feels. You don't want your children, your family to be in danger because someone snuck across a border and they have a, a long history of working for the cartel murdering people. That's a real thing. That's a real possibility. So all the people that are vigilant, all the people that are scared, you know, they, they're, it's probably smart to be scared. Look at fucking human history. People are capable of doing some awful shit. No one's saying, like, I'm not, I don't think there should be no, no wall at all. Nothing stopping people from coming across. You definitely don't want pieces of shit coming over here. You but let me ask but you the this problem is how do you find out? Did you ever notice that maybe we're full? Yeah, we're probably. Maybe we're full. Did you notice that when you go on, there's homeless people on Ventura fucking Boulevard, mm. on Lancashire Boulevard, under bridges everywhere? Has it ever come to your mind that anywhere you go, there's cars everywhere, and they're between Uber and Lyft and cabs, now there's traffic in every major fucking city, there's yep. deadlock or whatever? Did you ever notice that maybe it's not that I hate Cubans or Mexicans or Puerto Ricans or blacks or Germans or Irish? Maybe that we're fucking full. Have you ever come to that conclusion? Yeah. That we're just full right now. Yeah. We have to take five years off. Like, I would accept that. I would accept that. I would accept uh, special circumstances. Like, right. why? Like, you have family here or something. But at this point right now, we're fucking full, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We're full. We don't have nowhere else to put anymore. That, we, we really don't. Look at no, the, look we at don't. your cities. Unless we pack them all to Iowa and send them all, you know, send them all into my. Where's the highest population of Mexicans in the country? I would probably say Southern California, right? Ah, wrong. Really? Indiana, Chicago. Indiana and Chicago? Chicago? Yeah. Higher, they farm a ton of shit up in Chicago. Oh, up that in makes rural sense. Illinois. Wow. You know, where's the highest population of Puerto Ricans? The Bronx? Ah, you're wrong. Cleveland. Cleveland. Because in the 50s, they shipped, they all the dealers were, were, were uh taking Puerto Ricans and putting them to the Cleveland, Ohio area to work in the fucking Ford plants and all those really? type of plants. And after all those places sat down, all those people sitting there holding on to their dick. But when you go to certain parts of Ohio, there's a suburb outside of Cleveland. It's all fucking Puerto Rican. Wow. You know? Interesting. But it's, I don't think of it as we hate Russians or Germans or anything. I look at it from a different perspective at times that maybe we're full. You know, this, for me to send my daughter to to day camp costs three bills a week. I'm not complaining. It's a great day camp. It's a science camp. They make potions. They learn about light bulbs and electricity. My point is I did the same thing for free when I was a kid. All I had to do was walk to my park. There's no funds left. Mm. There's nothing left for these kids, you know. I don't know if you, whenever I walk into a Dodger game or an event, I go, I always think of the family of four in America today, that both parents have to work, okay? yeah. and everybody has to work. If you go by my office for the podcast, in the middle is a, a 24-hour daycare. You know how many times I leave my office at midnight, and I see parents picking up their kids, you know, carrying them out over their shoulders into that car. You know, it costs a lot to control the American family. Yeah, There's not a lot of jobs. Why do you think you see everybody's driving Uber? If you take Ubers, yeah. Ubers is interesting. I'm thinking of doing a documentary on just going in Ubers and talking to these people and asking them why they're Ubering. Yesterday I had an engineer. Engineer lost his job, 58 years old, got to work, Asian fellow. Mm. Very nice. I tipped him extra. He offered me to plug the phone. I mean, you know, yeah. you have to look at that and go, wow, there's a lot of people in this country without work. 
there's a lot of fucking homeless people, mm. and we're running out of money to take care of who we got here. It's true. Like, there's L.A. Well, has an epidemic of homeless people right now, where there's so many tents on the street, and epi fucking demic. They're everywhere. I mean, you they're see on it fucking it. Lancashire. Yeah. They're on. You know what? They're in. They're in Sherman Oaks. On yeah. the streets, on hiding on the underpasses. Underpasses are stuffed with them now sometimes. You know, I mean, we have to... And what are you going to do with them? You can't walk through those underpasses. What are you going to do with them? You know what the answer is? You know what they usually do with them? What? They give them 100 bucks and they give them a bus pass to Vegas. Vegas. And now Vegas is stuck with them. We for, talked about that on the podcast. For two months. Every city's done that. Every city keeps doing it. You just keep just moving them around them like off. shit. Yeah. It's time to get fucking some, a park and put a tent city and make them be resourceful. Look at this. They there are more than 110,000 empty rental units in Los Angeles. Filling those spaces won't solve the housing or the homeless crisis. Yeah, but the problem is if they, these fucking things are for rent and you have these homeless people that are drug addicts and probably mentally insane and you let them stay in those rental apartments, they're going to destroy your rental place. Well, let's be honest. There's 110,000. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm it sorry. all depends on what kind of homeless person you're talking right. about. Are you let's, talking about a person who's down on his luck or are you talking about a mental a, a, illness? A mental illness. Drug person? addiction. Yeah. That's stuff violently. I, when I see sixty, when I see a hundred, when I see ten thousand homeless people in LA, I got to assume four thousand of them are people who are down on their luck. They mm. made a slip. They got four flat tires, and they just get. You know, there's times people go through shit for periods of time. It could be a year. Yeah, it could be. It's like these fucking hikers. Every fucking three days, a hiker gets lost. Okay, yeah. these hikers gets lost. And they stroll off. When they get saved, they're all happy. You see them on Eyewitness News, like mm -hmm. all happy. Wait till they get the bill. <laughs> they get hit with a bill? Oh yeah, every time. Uh, most. We think those helicopters cost. So they there's the volunteer groups. There's volunteer. If every fucking hiker mm -hmm. got paid for. For a fucking taxpayer, we'd be broke. So, like in Colorado, say if you're one of those hikers that goes and snaps her ankle, and you're on on a ridge somewhere, they come and get you. That cost somebody money. You got to pay somebody. There's wow. no fucking tax how much, fund. How much does that cost? Well, if That's you get cost a lot of money, if you get hit. Listen, if if you like, lady who got stuck in Hawaii for a week, wherever the fuck she was a month ago, those helicopters cost something. She got stuck in Hawaii. Oh, the lady, the, the lady, yoga teacher that the got yoga lost teacher. in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, they found her, right? Yeah, they found her. I assume I'm just saying the story just because. What happens if something like that happens to you, and you get hit? You ever get involved in a lawsuit? Okay, in a lawsuit, you, I rear-end Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's neck and the God forbid his neck and his back are hurt. He can't do gots, right? You file a claim against me. Mm -hmm. While you're going to the doctor. Right, all those months. What does the doctor usually rate tell you at? Everything's payable at thirty days. Net thirty is it. Mm -hmm. When you start getting those eleven hundred uh, dollar bills from when they look in your knee and in your neck, when you get ten of those, how are you gonna pay them? Because you can't pay it till you get the settlement from the fucking attorney. Mm. A lot of times, people go broke by the time they get the money. The ship is sailed. It takes seven years to get that money. You've been mm. going to the doctor for three years. Wait, the insurance covers all this? What insurance? Well, tell everybody with the neck collars. This, this, it's more complicated. What's that? <laughs> tell everybody with the neck collars. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. more complicated. Yeah. So all those bills add up. You yeah. get hit with a bunch of bills, Joe, you're homeless. Yep. 
You're homeless. It it's you happen. and your wife, whatever. It's homeless unless you have parents and yeah. you know you're homeless and you're in a, in a. So when I look at the homeless situation, when you hit me with a fifty thousand number, which is a lie. If you go around L.A., it's a lie. Land at the airport and hook that fucking thing onto the 405 North and look under there. There's 100 people just under there. Mm -hmm. So whatever number they tell you. What do you think they tell you as far as like homeless population in L.A.? I don't know. I know Garcetti's under fire. Like I know that the they're homeless? fucking. Yeah. Like the people are pissed because they, they gave him $2 million. What they gave him $2 million. They gave him money and he didn't do dick. Oh, really? Yeah, they gave him some type of money. You got to put up some shelters. I, I saw that up in North Hollywood, Studio City, there's a church that on Thursdays they go and take showers there. You know, there was a, a place in Maine that was uh, offering, they were offering young couples. They wanted young people and young families to move up there because uh, it's tough to get people to live in some of those parts of Maine. So they offered incentives for uh, young people to move up there, and a lot of African folks started moving up there. You know, they found out that that was a, a good place to be, and so they like filled up a lot of their shelters up there. There was a, an article about that. See if you could find that. Interesting. It's like, hey, they they're like, look, I know it's cold as fuck, but we'll take a chance. They're from a war war torn part of the world. If they could just be cold in Maine and be at peace, hey, they'll take it. Choosing. That's why Marcus Davis lived up there. I asked him, remember UFC fighter Marcus yeah, Davis? Yeah, yeah. I asked him, like, why do you why do you like it in Maine? He's like, there's no fucking crime. He goes, it's none. He's like, there's none. He goes, everybody's nice. It's cold as fuck, but everybody's nice. Was it a comedy club up there? Where was the comedy club? It was on a wharf and it floated. No. Where's Where's that kid from? Maine or Vermont? Or Marley. Bob Marley's from Maine. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. was in Maine. Yeah. Bob Marley oh, got admitted to the club one Was time. that more asylum seekers arrive in Portland, Maine from southern border as city debates uh, assistance? Portland's human resources director criticizes comments by Mayor Ethan Strimling welcoming the arrival of more immigrants. Did it say that they're all from Africa? It doesn't say specifically Africa, but they're buying them bus tickets to go from like San Antonio. In other parts in Texas. Oh, I think this is a different <laughs> one. This is a different thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, just just Google it from Africa. That's what I did. Did you? I, I, main African yeah. shelters. Damn it. Should have popped up. Mm. This one, this, that's just one person. A new migrant surge from the border. This one from Central Africa. Wow. Interesting. Uh, but, you know, for other people in other parts of the world, they're like, I'll take it. I, I get it. Maine is... It is cold as fuck for a good stretch of the winter, but, you know, they just stay indoors and keep That's the fucking the heat on. Here. Whoa. Look at that. L.A. population, that. L.A. County homeless population jumps. So from 2011, it was 39,414, and in 2019, it's 58,936. So it jumped up a fucking ton, almost 20,000. And that's uh, just over a period of eight years. That's crazy. That's a lot of people. There's a couple dudes by my house I take care of. There's a couple dudes that live in shopping carts. I always drop little food. There's one dude that was like a, he's like a soldier with PTSD. And he lives in the park. He's got to be 6'4", 280, big black. What do you want to do? Every time I see him, I pull over. I give him a 20. I introduce him to my wife and my daughter. I go, you see anything? You start, just attack. <laughs> he's just attacked. You rip him apart. When my daughter started going to grammar school, I saw him one day walking by the grammar school. I pulled right up. I go, you see that grammar school right there? 
after my daughter goes to school. You see these suspicious white people. <laughs> you just rip them apart. Let me deal with it later. He has a Rambo knife. Oh, bigger no. than Rambo. Mm. Bigger than Rambo. And I love him. I love him to death. You could see where the PTSD and mental health, he won't take showers. Oh, no. But he's got a heart of gold. Whenever he sees me, he smiles. He gives me a thumbs up. I never see, I've been in that neighborhood 10 years. I see him in that park maybe six. Never violent behavior. He doesn't drink alcohol. So I know he's not just a fucking drunk. He just can't get a job. It's just mental health. No, it's a mental health issue. Yeah. It's, he's a veteran. I asked him, how you doing? What's going on? And he told me his whole, like, a little story as much as he could without being embarrassed. Mm. So I just duke him. Every time I see him, I just put money in his pan. Good for you. And he's as happy as a pig and shit. But he's a fucking stone killer. There ain't going to be no, no shootings at that kid's school. Because I got him checking it out three times a day. You think I'm kidding you? I don't think you You think can. I'm kidding you? I love him. I love him to death. My wife waves at him. We beep at him. Mercy waves at him. Everybody's happy with him. Just so there's no misunderstandings. I got a little peace of mind. Is there ever going to be a time when there's no bad neighborhoods? Is that possible? Is it possible to have a place where there's no crime at all? What do you think? Is that ever really going to be possible? I mean, it's definitely better now than it ever has been before. And you could think that if, if things move in the same general direction, there'll be less crime 100 years from now than 100 years ago. But do you ever think there's going to be a time where everywhere is safe? You know, the Internet gives you a lot of education on what cities are having a hard time. They don't tell you, but they don't really fill you in. You know, every weekend you see the murder count in Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Every weekend the murder count in Chicago. These fucking countries ain't no safer. Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. A couple, of, I think about a year ago, they had as many shootings in Puerto Rico one weekend as they do in fucking Chicago on the weekends. You wow. know, look at the shit that happens in L.A. We don't hear everything. What's happening in the Dominican Republic? All these people are dying. Are dying. I don't know. What they, is happening? It's a mini bar. It's this. It's that. What do you think, Jamie? What's it, what do you think, Jamie? <clears throat> Speculation. I heard that uh, there's lots of deals that get made from like friend. Like if you had a friend that was like maybe refilling mini bars, mm -hmm. your other friend would then refill the little bottles with not actual liquor or oh, something God. like that, and like they just kind of refill those. I've seen videos online. It's not actually happening in the Dominican Republic, but where all inclusive resorts. It's, that's what the video said. They're just refilling bottles of Cavarsier and Hennessy and <clears throat> all sorts, of, just like with brown water. I don't know what the fuck they're even doing. What? It's like a whole system they have. There's like 15 people, like a little factory in the back of a shed on the beach, just filling up empty bottles of shit. So just ripping people off. I don't know if that's what's happening in the DR, but that's what I've read speculation online says that there's just sort of something going on. Where are you on. reading this? Online. Not any, it's again, <laughs> it's speculation. It's nowhere right. legit. I don't know. There's, that seems to make sense. Right, if someone had a scam and those little mini bar bottles are kind of expensive, like a bad batch, and just like you get bad batches of drugs, they gotta mm -hmm. find out. Who they got some homemade the fentanyl or whatever yeah. thing, and yeah, maybe they got some bullshit homemade booze that's poison. Could have got spread around. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but the whole thing is suspicious because they're they're doing kinky shit at the hospital. Kinky shit. Yeah. What kind of kinky shit? No answering. No answering. No hablo. We don't know. Oh. Oh, bop, 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 well, bop, bop, bop. you know what it is? They're you know. probably overwhelmed. <coughs> Can you imagine if we're sitting over here talking about it, how many people have been calling them, how many people are furious because they lost their loved one over there, they don't know what the fuck is going on. And then someone said that it's not necessarily really an uptick, that there's not necessarily really an uptick of uh, deaths, it's just that they're highlighting every time someone dies, and that the reality is people die all the time. 
I don't know if that makes sense. You know, like, I mean, how many people, if you were just looking at Los Angeles that come here and they visit, wind up having a heart attack and dying? It might be a lot. <laughs> you know, we don't really know. I mean, how many people come over here from another country every day and wind up dying while they're here? Is that a normal thing that people do? Because people do, I mean, if people are dying of heart attacks and all sorts of strokes and all sorts of other shit, is that because someone's doing something to them? Or is it because... 100,000 people a day come over here and one of them a day dies. I don't know what those numbers are. I don't know if it's legit. What do you show me? People that died. Uh, it's number grand numbers, I guess. It looks like only maybe 12 to 15 people over since March. Since March. That's a lot. May. But is it? I don't know. But I don't know if that's it or here in California. All these people are older no, than no. people are 50 or older. Yeah, fi- right, which can happen at any point in time, especially if you're on vacation, doing Viagra, drinking straight Jack Daniels, fucking up a storm. <laughs> you could have a heart attack, bro. But uh, all jokes aside, no disrespect to the dead, can you uh, Google how many people, is this an uptick? Are, are really, is it, yeah. no, what's the best way to say this? How many tourists die per year? Just yeah, how, yeah, what's the annual tourist rate? Tourist death rate, and is it any different from what we're experiencing now? Because it would be weird if we just found out that no, this is just what happens, and they're just making a big deal out of this for a story. But this, that you know, fifty-five-year-old drunk guys die every year in the Dominican Republic and in Cuba and in Puerto Rico, and people get hammered on vacation, bro. You know <laughs> what I don't like? It? You know what I heard about Dominican Republic, Punta Cana, that I have no reason to go there. Why? They sell cocaine on the beach. I do not like that idea. Yeah. At all. When I heard that they sold cocaine on the beach at, uh, what's the big uh, Mexican resort where the people go for spring break? Oh. Mazatlan, but. Oh, yeah. Tulum? No, not Tulum. Cancun? Cancun. Cancun. They sell coke on the beach. Yeah. All those times. When you sell coke on the beach, I don't want to be on that beach. And I was a junkie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I just have this weird... Feeling about that. They sell coke on the beach. They do that in um, Costa Rica, too. I had somebody offer me some blow. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Hicks used to have a funny joke about that. About walking down the street and someone's trying to say, I see, Coke, Coke, you got Coke? We got weed, you got Coke? The guy would see me. Heroin? Mm. And he'd go, F- heroin? And he goes, the fuck? Why did you think I wanted heroin, man? I can afford Coke. Pretty funny. One uh, about 2.7 American uh, Americans visited Dominican Republic last year, which publicly releases data on only about natural deaths, such as car crashes and drownings. It does not release information about deaths by natural causes, such as heart attacks or strokes. Even though it compiles reports on Americans who die on all Americans who die abroad, it's a matter of statistics that a certain number of travelers will, will suffer serious illnesses, accidents, and even death while traveling internationally. The death rate in the Dominican Republic is not any higher than the death rate in the states. Officials said. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking you don't, about. When people visit other countries, don't expect them to stay alive because you don't expect them to stay alive here. They die all the time. But when you're talking about, what did they say? What was the hundreds of thousands? How many hundred thousand people visit the Dominican Republic every year? 2.7 million visited last year. Americans visited last year. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. 2.7 million? Yeah. And a lot of fucking 10 people, people died. 11, 12 people have died, I guess. Why did I think it was hundreds of thousands? That's so way more. Last year, 11 people died? Last, <laughs> last year. year? No, it, this year? In this the last year couple since, months, last but 10, th- 12 people that's died. That's a lot of fucking people going over there, man. People die. 
But meanwhile, everybody's scared to go to the Dominican Republic. So it's like probably killing their business. And, oh, he was fine until he drank out of the mini bar. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you sure? You know, some some people, I'm sure, are getting fucked. The, the scary one was the lady who got attacked. There was a lady who got attacked. Right, 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 right. Somebody, they, uh, they beat her half to death. She has no idea what happened. She saw a guy with an outfit on from the resort, like an employee's outfit, and he fucking clubbed her and beat the shit out of her, and she doesn't remember anything. They, they, he left her for dead. And when they found her, they thought she was dead. You know, bro, I got to be honest with you, for the last 10, 20 years, there ain't nowhere I really want to go. I'm Hawaii scared, is awesome. I'm, I'm scared of all that shit. Go to Hawaii. It's the United States. We were, They're the we nicest fucking people in the world. Yeah, go I to just, Maui or, you know. My wife and I sat down and we're like, all the places we want to go, it's a six-hour fucking flight. Mm, it's true. You know, and yeah. after a while, doing what we do, we got the, some of the best coastline in the world here. If you start down by San Diego, mix it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. One of the beaches, go up north to Santa Barbara, go even up a little north. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so we're gonna do that a little bit. I mean, Santa Barbara's beautiful. Santa Barbara's beautiful. That's like being on a vacation, you know, and you, you know, you're an hour away. I, we take too many fucking planes to be on six hours mm. to go to fucking Miami or yeah. New York. I thought about taking it to the Jersey Shore. I thought about doing a lot of shit like that this you summer. You know what you could do, too? You could take a couple-day trip, like go to Santa Barbara for a day. Yeah, that's what I'm doing this And then leave to week. Santa Barbara, go up past San Luis Obispo. That's real nice. Joe, I don't know if you know this. I fucking hate holidays. Do you? I hate holidays because it softens us. There's mo like Guys like you and me, we work through everything. But there's motherfuckers that two weeks before Christmas, they shut down on my ass. You know? <laughs> they start singing Jingle Bells and shit, you know, a week before Mother's Day, a week before yeah. Memorial Day. It fucking kills me. Like, this Memorial Day killed me. You got to figure I was in New York for three weeks, you know, walking around. All of a sudden, I come home, and the first week I come back to Memorial Day weekend, nobody's having a party. Nobody's doing shit. Finally, Monday, I told my wife, I go, fuck it. I got tickets for the Dodger game. Let's go to the Dodger game. And what are you doing for the fourth? I'm going to the beach. Nice. I'm leaving fucking Wednesday morning. When did we have a barbecue over my house for the fourth when you brought your daughter? When was the last time? That was like three, three years ago? Three years ago. Three yeah, years she ago. was two or three. <laughs> she was so cute. Now she's six. <laughs> she's so cute, man. She pointed, she pointed to me and went, yuck. Yuck. I asked her the other day. <laughs> I go, you don't say yuck no more, do you? And she goes, nah, yeah, I grew that. I shit. came close to where you were holding her. I came closer to say hi. I'm like, how are you? And she's like, yuck. And now she sees you. She goes, I know him. Yeah, that's hilarious. She still remembers you. She's oh, got, you know. That's adorable. It's the, the kids' memories are horrible. And I remember being a kid and going to my mom's bar. And there were certain people that would walk in and my mom would go, before you say anything. I want you to know that he remembers everything. Mm. He doesn't react to you, but he'll tell me at 2 in the morning. I would tell right. my mom shit like that dude came yeah. and he had a gun. He had something on his nose. Mm -hmm. And my mom would go, Jesus fucking Christ. So my mom would, and that's what's crazy about kids. You kids are little people. They're in another room. You're having a conversation with your wife. Three days later, she'll tell me what that conversation was. Mm. And I'll just look at her. I don't smoke in the house no more. 
she's busted me once, but she never said nothing to nobody. <laughs> so I could tell she's a Diaz. She keeps her mouth shut. That's hilarious. I walked out, she was right there. And as I was talking to her, smoke was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> she didn't say one word to me. And she hates smokers. Like, she fucking hates smokers. Not because it's bad for their health, because they're ruining the environment. That's hilarious. She don't, nothing about health. She's like, they're no good people. Smokers are no good because they're ruining the environment, daddy. So I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? No, I'm thinking about the Hawaiian thing. I want you to hook me up from A to Z. Let me know. Okay. I know it's a certain I'll four seasons. I'll tell you seasons, exactly where to go. Yeah. What plane, what time of the it's year. nice, Because I don't know what time of the year to go. People anytime. Always, oh, okay. That's all bullshit. Fuck yeah, for Hawaii. Okay. I'd, I'd go to Hawaii any day of the year. So that you don't go from like December to February because it's Whenever. volcano season and nothing no. like that? We went in June. Okay. Before that, we went um, last time we had gone was in January or December. Yeah, it's um, it's beautiful. The people are so nice, man. It's just it's. Last time but I, I shouldn't there. say this. They're probably get, getting mad. You're gonna make more people come over there. It's fucking. It's an amazing place to live, man. They live in paradise. They live. Uh, they're they're on an island that's created by a volcano in the middle of the ocean, and it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> it's just it's so pretty. What was you just the craziest feel thing there. you saw in the water? Uh, we saw a lot of. Um, a lot of dolphins, man. A lot of spinner spinner dolphins, I guess they call them. I guess that's what kind of dolphins they were. I don't remember what kind of dolphins. Um, but it, back in uh, December, we saw whales. That was awesome. That's amazing, man. You see fucking whales breach the surface of the water. You're like, whoa. It's wild, man. You just get out there in boats and you look for splashes in the distance. And then we saw them. Big schools of dolphins. They swim under your boat. Psh. It's wild shit, man, you know, because they're just these crazy sea mammals that are super intelligent, live in the water right off right off the coast. I mean, that's a, it's such a paradise because what Hawaii has that no other place does is it's fully surrounded by the most beautiful, pristine water. There's no shit beaches on Hawaii. It's all gorgeous water. And Did then scuba G? Yeah, no, we snorkeled. Okay, so when you went snorkeling, that any sharks? The fuck, no, that scares the fuck out of me, though. Wait, what? That scares the fuck out of me. Why? Sharks scare the fuck out of okay. me. Okay. Guy just Thank got killed. You. I love you to Thank death. Thank you, I love you too. I am fucking to a point <laughs> where I am petrified. Yeah. And I don't know about you. You should be. I grew up in a, like, I still remember my mom taking me to Coney Island, dog. Being a little kid, getting that hot dog. <laughs> I got, both times I went to Coney Island, I had drama. The first time I went to Coney Island, I got caught in a, what's the, sh when the Undertow? Water, yeah. Yeah. Where you you're, you go out, mm -hmm. you're in your waist, and yeah. you plan, me and you were playing, yeah. and then we look at our parents, and they're two miles away. It's very dangerous. So the fucking lifeguards, I had to be five, maybe five, maybe four. That was my first experience in Coney Island. Second experience in Coney Island, I'm there with my cousins. We're jumping up and down. I'll never forget it had to be hot, like those hot days we ran in. You know, we're swimming around, and all of a sudden we look up, and there was the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> it was 13, 14 inches spinning around on the beach, just floating past us. Oh. I remember walking out and telling my mom, I'm never going back. That was the last time I went to Coney Island. And then I went to Jersey, and I went to the beach. I loved it. Everything was hunky-dory, and it started here about 2003. I went down to the beach, and when we got there, the guy, the lifeguard walks over. You know, after you smoke a fucking joint, you got the SPF on you. 
the guy comes over and he goes, the beach isn't closed officially, but there's been a couple shark sightings this morning. Mm. That. So if you go into the water, I just want you to know, let me know and wave over at me. This is when you come up here and you make the right turn down. Uh, you know, I don't know. Anyway, it's it's the other way of going down to the beach. It's not the 405 way to Sunset and you get off. It's the other way. What canyon do you go down? Topanga? Topanga Canyon. Mm-hmm. You go down that, yeah. that, that time. We got right there. As soon mm-hmm. as we landed, had to be 2003, 2002. The guy said, no, we, it's not closed, but they've been seeing a couple spots. Or mm-hmm. I, I always try to go in the ocean. I'm Cuban. My mother loved the beach. We always went. Every time I go to the beach, I go, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I buckle up. I take four steps. I dip in. And then I walk out a little bit, and once I start bouncing, I go under and I take a couple strokes. Joe, I feel great. And as soon as one of those fucking things touch my foot, (laughs) you never see a fat motherfucker run as quick as you see. I just run out straight, and that's it. I put my SPF on, and I don't go back in the water. I go in just to refresh myself. Hmm. Did you see the fucking great white they saw off the coast of Jersey? Guy? The one that bit the guy's uh, fish when he's bringing did you, it in? Did you see that? Unbelievable. That's not normal, brother. I grew up in Jersey. There's always been sharks, but not great whites like that. Great whites started. The, the first time I ever saw a shark was in Montauk. Montauk is next to Amity, where they really shot Jaws. Jaws is supposed to be Amity, or mm. one of those. If you look, I don't know what, what correctly it is. When they shot Jaws, it's supposed to be the coast of fucking Long Island. Mm. But if anybody knew, when I was a kid, I used to go to Montauk all the time. That beach was no bueno, dog. You'd be on the beach and a fucking crab would walk up to you. Mm-mm. They walked backwards. But this is Jesus this Christ. is unheard of, guys. Come on. That's Jaws. It's, it's biting their buoy? Is that what that is? Yeah. Or is that a sack of yeah, meat? Yeah, yeah. I think there's meat. They're chumming it? Yeah. Oh, they're chumming? Why is it biting that thing then? Is that definitely what's going on? What is uh, on that rope back there? Oh, so it ripped it apart. Oh, yeah. Look, there's salmon fillets. 2,000 pounds. Or uh, fish fish fillets. The, the They think the shark was 2,000 pounds? Look at the it's size. Hard. Stop, stop doing this because it's hard to t- for me to tell what's going on. So okay, no they dangled... So what is it biting? What is that yellow thing? It's like a, a buoy or something. Isn't it? Yeah, it looks like it. But why would it bite a buoy? It, it, it's a fucking animal. Oh, but, but you see how it, they have that piece of fish? They were dangling in the water. It seemed to me like they were trying I think to they were bring fishing. that. But that with that fish, it was already filleted. So it's like the body, the head, and the tail. It seemed to me like they're putting that in the water to attract sharks. I bet they know a spot where sharks. See, see what I'm talking about? See, that's the part of the fish that you can't, you know, it's like he's got it opened up like a fillet. And they're dragging it through the water, I think, to try to attract them. Hmm, maybe they saw it and they're like, let's see if we can get it closer. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe, like right? Yeah. And Fuck. Like, oh, shit, never mind. Get it away. Yeah, and so <laughs> then they're throwing. Yeah. yeah, see, they're throwing that in the water. I don't they're get, they're I don't definitely know. trying to bring him closer to the boat. Sure, Fuck. I don't give a fuck if they put a leg in the water. Look at the size Jesus. of that fucking thing off the coast of New Jersey. That's what makes you want to scratch your fucking head. Then a week later, a seal attacked Ooh. a girl in a California beach. Oh, a seal. I saw one where a seal grabbed a girl's leg yes. and pulled her into the water off a dock. That was a different one. This is, this a, is another this one? This is another one. And they're blaming it on a chemical in the ocean. 
Clonox or something like that that wants the seals uh, get that in. Look at this girl, how she got dragged in, cuz. Look at this. Look at this, my brother. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't. Fuck this out is of why leg. Something's going Holy on. Holy shit. <coughs> Holy shit. Bro. I think the climate change is everywhere. It's all over. It affects Look at that. everything. Oh, that thing Come fucked on, her leg guy. up. Wow, that's crazy that they got it on video, too. It just jumps up and bites her fucking leg. Maybe to pay back. Did you see that, too, this week? The dogs? What oh, look dogs. at this. Try yeah, to get this. a dog? Yeah. yeah I don't they, know how, what's going on here. No, it's a big, giant shark. Oh, Jesus And then the rest Christ. of the dogs come in to help its buddy. And it sort of stays for a second. I, I thought maybe it had one, and they're trying to get it to release it. Did it? I don't believe no, so. No, look at it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really crazy fucking video. But the dogs are huge also. They're no bitch-ass dogs. I guess. I mean, but who still, would show up to the beach with five savages like that? That's a fucking shark, bro. No, dog, you got to be very careful. You got to be very careful now. Something's going on, and you have to... Do you think the world's coming to an end? Not at all. What do you think? I'm Eddie Bravo? Ah! The fuck? The world, we got to whistling and dick until something happens, but what Climate could change. make all these shark attacks, especially on the East Coast the last three weeks? Well, here's one thing. Especially on the East Coast. One thing could be lack of food. Right? I mean, they overfish the fuck out of the ocean. People know for a fact that that's a real problem. That's a real problem. Overfishing is a giant problem. They're worried that the, the ocean fish in some parts of the world will literally be extinct. There'll be nothing left in 50, 60, 100 years. Who knows if they don't clean up their act. But you see the way they do it with commercial nets. Just, just throw those fucking things in and just insane wide nets just scooping up everything. And then they, they get all these fish and they dump them in the hull of the boat and just, it's crazy how much fish they kill. It's crazy how much what a desire for fish we all have. But if sharks run out of shit to eat, and then the seals run out of shit to eat, the sharks start running out of seals, and they start going after people. What do seals eat? It's a good question. I don't imagine they eat fish. Right? Years ago, yeah. seals up in San Francisco were getting killed by sharks. Like, yeah, at such a, a high one. level, at such a high level that a guy was on a surfboard, and they couldn't imagine why the shark bit him. And then uh, they looked into it, and they said, from underneath, the shark just sees they see a seal. A seal. Yeah, yeah. There's a crazy video of a shark taking a seal out, out on the this one right here, right in front of all these people on the on the marina. It's Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Okay, watch this. Back it up a little bit. Watch the splatter. The shark just jacks his fucking seal right in front of everybody. They're all looking out. Watch this. Boom. Look at all that blood. And everybody's like, what the fuck? So oil slick of blood. The shark comes out of the water with the seal. I mean, look at that blood. That is madness. Bright red blotch and a fucking huge shark destroying a seal in front of everybody. Just let you know. That's their world. There's monsters right there. It's just they can't get out of the water. I mean, imagine if you, that was like right next to the woods, and you know that if you didn't go into the woods, you'd be okay. But if you did go into the woods, there's a giant gray thing that moves 30 miles an hour that just bites the legs and arms off of everything it runs into. 
Is that what the village was? They scared them from going into the woods because something was going to kill them if they were out there? Like, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they like put on a, a costume. The village was about a bunch of people that didn't know that it was like 2000 and whatever I know that, it was. but I mean, isn't that yeah. what they, the, the yeah, idea they had was some, like they were going to die by something? Yeah, they scared them with some costume or some shit, right? <laughs> Giant shark. But that's what it's like when you're sitting on the, the dock there looking out at that shark fucking up that seal in <clears> the water. <throat> it's right there. I mean, you could just jump in. I mean, it is sort of like being at the edge of the woods watching some mythical monster tear apart a creature in front of you. We spoke when you went Hawaii. That's the first thing I said to you, though. Look out for the fucking <laughs> sharks, dog. I'm worried about We're that fine. shit. We're fine. Nothing happened. We're fine. And they got hammerheads down there? Well, there's a lot of tiger sharks. Tiger sharks bite people. And bull sharks are apparently the most dangerous, and they're the weird ones because they go through fresh water. They'll go like they found bull sharks way up near Illinois, like near Chicago on rivers. Bull sharks get in fresh water and, and swim all the way up the river. In fact, Jaws was actually inspired by bull sharks that bit people over like a successive couple of days in New Jersey, in a river in New Jersey. That's the the actual original story that inspired Jaws came from shark attacks in like I want to say like the maybe the 50s or some shit like that, that were near a river in New Jersey. Really? Freshwater river. Speaking of New Jersey, there's something I want to show you. See if you can find that story, Jamie. I know there's been sharks seen in the Mississippi me? River. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Definitely. like the same, same kind of yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. They can go way up. They can survive in freshwater. The bull sharks are uh, they're a weird animal. I think that monster guy, that, that television show River Monsters, that dude, that cool guy, I think that guy... Uh, caught one somewhere if i remember correctly that guy that used to hang out with wild boys steve-o and chris pontius manny mm -hmm. he got yeah. into that water in the bay at san francisco with like 200 bull sharks the footage of it is fucking crazy oh my god he's like he so seems insane. so insane they're just, also insane just yeah. with no cage or nothing nothing Bob, yeah. steve -O, how about when steve-o was on that fucking tree and the lions jumped up in the tree to be with him like what in the fuck son they, were t they took his hat from him took his hat off his head i'm like what what what? What? Like he was inches from death. One of your fans sent me an article for you oh. about six months ago. Really interesting. I got it somewhere in my phone. I think it's on Twitter. So Rocky Balboa, so Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone was a young guy, and he went into a gym in Bayonne because he wanted Chuck Wepner's trainer to train him. But Chuck Webner's trainer told him to fuck off <laughs> because Sylvester Stallone had done porn. So Sylvester Stallone, on the way out, stole Chuck Webner's notebook that he wrote in, and that's where he took the idea for Rocky. Is that true? Did you ever hear this? Sack? I've never heard that. Maybe it's true. Despite the fact that Stallone was sued by Webner in 2003 for using his story for Rocky, he ultimately settled for an undisclosed amount of money in 2006, according to Forbes. Seems to be in a good spirit about Webner's tale being told on the big screen. In an interview with Deadline, Chuck producer Mike Tolan said that Stallone was supportive of everyone involved, reading the script and even showing up on set. He and Liv had positive dialogue during shooting. They so, made a movie about Chuck. They did That's a movie about Chuck. Hmm. Um, that's weird that he used his story for Rocky. So the idea was that he used his story when Chuck Webner fought Muhammad Ali. That Is that it was what you heard? Based on. No, but it kind of makes sense that that would be based on because Carl Weathers was kind of like a Muhammad Ali character. 
and Rocky Balboa was kind of like Chuck Webner. But if I remember that fight correctly, I mean, I remember Muhammad Ali beating the shit out of Chuck Webner. I don't remember it being like a close fight. Like they made, didn't they make that fight a draw? Wasn't Rocky did he, won a draw? Did, did he? Did Muhammad Ali knock him out? Chuck Webner? No, did, no he it beat it, he beat him up. He beat him up. He didn't knock him out. But okay, I think so. he went. I think he went twelve rounds. It might have been fifteen rounds. Back when they were doing fifteen. Matter of fact, I think it did. I think, if I remember correctly, it went to distance. But again, my boxing knowledge is not like my MMA knowledge. It's like B level. What year Since, was that? Uh, Nineteen seventy-five. It was billed as the "Give the White Guy a Break." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! They should have done that in Rocky. He's knocked out in the fifteenth round. Okay, fifteenth round. So that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like Rocky. Rocky. The story of Rocky is this guy who actually was a good fighter, but just never focused himself. Decides to focus himself for this preposterous opportunity to fight for the title and actually hurts him. Actually hurts him, and it's a draw at the end of the fight. It's a crazy fucking war, and turns out to be a draw. That was not Chuck Webner's story. I mean, unless they use part of Chuck Webner's life. Well, he paid he, him. Yeah. He, he might obviously have, paid him. He might so have. something. Might have. There may be some truth to that fucking story. Maybe. And Stallone has always been known to have sticky fingers. Mm-hmm. He stuck his finger with the expendables. That was mm-hmm. Eddie's student. Yep. And Eddie's student had to take him back. Because in those days. That's what they for, did, right? For people, what people don't know is there's a couple people who do that. They meet with a guy, Jamie. How you doing, Jamie? Says, I got an idea, but the guy moves back to Columbus. Also, a year later, Jamie turns the TV on, and there's this story on TV. Mm-hmm. Jamie takes him to court and wins. Even yeah. as the notes, the appointment that his agent made for him to meet Stallone, all Stallone has to shell him now is for the amount of the script. He doesn't have to give him proceeds of what he made. Yeah. So it's a... It, it's a tremendous scam if you do it and get away mm-hmm. with it. I'm, listen, I'm not bad mountain Stallone. Let me tell you something. I, every time those Rockies come on, I watch those fucking things. Yeah. And I am more and more baffled that they kind of still hold up. And what's really baffling about the Rockies is they keep on coming. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're writing another one. Creed. Yeah, Creed. Now that they got Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, you know. Did you see the video of uh, Michael B. Jordan going through that uh, tactical course? It's fucking badass, man. I don't know what movie he's preparing for, but he's preparing for some fucking cra- crazy shoot 'em up movie, I guess. You know, I did this. Taron Tactical? I did this thing with our boy, and I didn't know. Like, our boy was John Bernthal was telling me that after movies he does, you got to go there six months before Joe Rogan. He's going through one of these courses, like John Wick style yeah, courses. Yeah, you got to go through six months of this. It says it's uh, with for Black Panther. Yeah. So this is when he was in that movie Black Panther. So he's preparing for it. He's used a bunch of guns in that movie, though, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Makes sense. Yeah, he did shoot a lot of guns in that did movie. They? Yeah, he was a mercenary. Don't you remember? Michael B. Jordan was a killer in that movie. Yeah, I, I remember the hand-to-hand fights, though, I guess. Yeah, well, there was that, too. But I'm sure there was some gunfights and just to be able to handle it and look and look like this look like i mean i don't know enough about shooting to know if this looks good it looks good to me though mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying well if you watch like tom cruise in collateral mm-hmm. when he goes into the japanese bar on in koreatown or whatever mm-hmm. it is 
he's using tactical shooting. You right. Know, like it's real tactical. Yeah. I always knew that Tom Cruise was an ultimate professional. You know, that's why he gets twenty, eighty million a movie, the whole deal. But when I talked to our boy, he was telling me now nah, that all these movies now, you go over there five, six months before the movie starts. And it's, you know, eight hours of training. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to give it up for your boy John Wick. Oh, yeah. He's 56. He's doing five hours a day of jiu-jitsu. He's doing jiu-jitsu, and he, there's a bunch of s- scenes of him doing that same doing course. Doing that same course. He did yeah. it with a Henry rifle, one of those Henry old-school Western rifles. What are those called? You know, those little load them up ones where you, you yeah, flip your wrist down to reload? Remember when we were kids, we had those, and the yeah. more you pumped them, the stronger the oh, thing yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, BB you shot your grandmother, you <laughs> pumped her like 80 times. And shit. <laughs> if you hated the motherfucker, you'd start pumping that bitch at like 6 in the morning, you get it all full. That was the ultimate dangerous weapon to give to a kid, a fucking BB we gun. We had everything. We had, one of the, remember the wrist rockets? Yeah, were I had illegal? a wrist rocket. Was that what it was called? Yeah, they With had the those thing? tubes, surgical tubes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had a friend that lived on the second floor, and he would just peg off kids <laughs> as they were walking home from school. <laughs> Richie Vanacek. He oh, would my just, God. And he was in school, too, so he would run home from school, go on his fucking, on his second, third floor attic, lay on the floor like a mercenary, and just shoot kids. They couldn't invest. They, oh, my God. How funny was he? He would put <laughs> nails. He would put nails in, like, tables like these at school. So when people put their books down, they get caught by the nail. He was just a fucking nut. Mm. Now he's somewhere installing elevators in Pennsylvania somewhere. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Wrist rockets are so dangerous. We used to use marbles. We used to take wrist rockets, buy a bag of marbles, and get a wrist rocket. Oh. Yeah. Because marbles, they fly consistently. You can get used to where the trajectory is going to go. If you have a rock, who the fuck knows how much that rock weighs? You know, this rock's heavier than that rock. It's hard to figure out where the fuck things are going. But when you get good with a marble, you understand that, like, right here, I kind of can judge the arc of that marble. You can start nailing things. You can start nailing things. Remember when you got your first marksman repeater? You ever got a marksman repeater? I never had one of those. Marksman repeater is pellets, BBs, and darts. I had one of those and I was about eight. Ugh. My mother caught me, gave me a beat, and I had the fucking 007 knife. That's a knife from the 70s. They either mm. sold them in Newark or in Harlem. I remember 007s had a wooden handle. Wooden handle, I nice had one and of those. big. I used to get the, the painted jeans. Do you know that when I was like by the third grade, you know I used to get shaken down on the way out and on the way in. Do you know that? Because I'm, they were I'm, worried about you. Oh, <laughs> in the, first, the second grade, before my mother put me in Catholic school, it was called Shakedown. Take socks off. Wow, socks like off. how much money you went out with. Is this much, Keanu? No, no that's a, a marksman yeah. repeater. Oh. Look at it. It was BB's pellets, and that's where you put the darts up on top. You had a lot of how fun How many with kids got shot by the cops oh, holding Jesus. that thing? None. What are you talking about? None. None. Yeah. None? That's the 70s. Nah. Nobody, they would they get, didn't shoot kids They back would talk then? to you first before they shot you in the head. When did they start to shoot And they kids? shoot you in the fucking leg back then. Oh. They were normal people because they were neighborhood kids. They, in those days, the cops in your neighborhood, 60% were from that neighborhood. So they understood the person. They understood the kid. They knew mm-hmm. he had mental health. Now they'll get somebody from Culver City and put him in San Diego. They don't know the area. Mm. When we were growing up, especially when you were staying with your grandpa in Newark, all those cops... Grew up in Newark. 
Ah, oh, the Rogans, they're fucking crazy. Don't worry about them. So when you go out over to the Rogans, you take your gun out. You don't point it at them. Right. Joe, put the gun down. What so I see fuck? what you're saying. Like, the cops were members of the community. So yes. they knew. The, so they knew. They weren't going into everything cold. They weren't going into everything cold. I think the people that have to worry the most are cops that pull people over. Because you just fucking never know. Did you see what happened yesterday? The cop, the, the black dude in North Carolina, wherever he was, I don't know where he was. I'm sorry if it's North Carolina. He was smoking a blunt. The cop pulled him over. He fucking dragged the cop. Whoa. Grabbed him by the elbow. It's the, Jamie, you, I know you saw it on the news. Dragged him twice. Not once, but twice. The cop was trying to pull the gun. Then the cop shot him in the leg. Oh, Jesus. And he still dumped the cop off, and he got away. Wow. So Listen, he's out there with the, a hole in his leg? Yeah, no, they finally caught him. He went into the ambulance. You know, how long can Look at this. So he's just smoking the blunt. Look at him. Right in front of the cop. The cop said he smelled marijuana. So. Oh, he's driving off. Is he holding on to him? Yeah. On the side. Whoa. So the guy tried to drive off and he hung on. It looks like he hung on to the car. Am I correct there? I don't know. I don't know why I can't get the audio, but that's um when you oh, see so he's reaching for his gun now. Now look at what now look at now. Are those bullets? Yeah. Oh, I mean wow. he's driving off with them in the car. Look at right him, he just dumps him there, Joe Rogan. Oh shit. Forty yards. <laughs> he just dumps him there. And that guy fell over on the dirt. He probably fucked himself yeah, up. Yeah, he there. fucked himself up, that poor guy. So was he holding on? So it's like when the car takes off. Like, what is he doing? It looks like he's holding on. Is that an Escalade, right? Joe Rogan? I can't tell. So it usually like, has looks that. Like it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so they usually have that panel along the side mm -hmm. where you put your leg up. If oh, you so see he's standing oh, yeah, he's on it, that's oh, what I yeah. think is going on. But he's holding on to the window too. It looks like he's trying to hold. Like he's, it looks like he's got his arm in. He's well, got by this time he's got his his. Uh, he's holding on to his seatbelt. See, he's got oh. one foot up there, right there. He's holding on to his seatbelt, you think? Yeah, no, it is. Look at him. Look yeah. at his seatbelt. Oh, that is what he has yeah, in his right hand? Here. Oh, that is what he has. Oh, yeah, that's hand. it. That's what he has. So he's holding the seatbelt. Man, he's got his fucking gun out. And he shoots the guy? No. Not yet. When he, when he goes to grab for his gun, is that when he shoots him? Because the dude does look like he, at one point in time. Man, leave me the fuck alone. Look at his grill. I'm just trying to smoke my motherfucking blunt. What is Peace. going on with his teeth? Is that like some kind of iced out grill? I don't know. Now that's when he so starts trap. Boom, he shoots him. Wow. But at least he shot him in the leg and not in the right. head. Right. No, right, right, right. But the whole thing seems rather crazy. He's hanging on with just a gun. Body dash cam shows Florida man driving, of course it's from Florida, <laughs> driving off with a deputy, dragging from his car after a traffic stop. The man is now facing an attempted murder charge. But, okay, was he dragging <coughs> the car or was the guy hanging on? Like, was the guy hanging on while he's trying to drive off? Was that the same? Yeah, I guess, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if he, if Cause the, the dude's telling you to stop, you can't go, so like. He can't right. just drive away. He can't just drive and away. Be okay with that. And once the car starts moving, and you're he's hanging on to the door. You are dragging him. Yeah. So he's hanging on to the seatbelt, and they're dragging him. What's the matter? You got a hundred fucking stitches. <laughs> well, he fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The guy's walking around with a bandage today. The dude who got pulled over, though, he's hilarious. Play that again. Wow. 
His reaction, he just keeps puffing on the blunt. Oh, Come on, I skipped man. a minute of it, too. I yeah. smell, that's what he, Put you, that back up. Look at he him. He goes, I smell marijuana. Man, what are you talking about? What? Look at him. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's right out of a movie. Like, his so teeth Joe are Rogan. so sparkly. Are they? Is he have a grill on? Can you tell? It looks like he's got some kind of iced-up grill. Am I imagining that? Again. Tell that. Joe Rogan what his name is. Rocco, like, Ragucci. He's got a wild name, too. That is hilarious. The whole thing is so funny. I hope the cop's okay. Rocky Money. That's his name. His name is Rocky Money. I told you. Yeah, this is Rocky Money Rudolph. Damn, the cops. (laughs) Cops done lit up. Rocky Money Rudolph. Junior, the boot. Oh, that's hilarious. The best name I've seen in 14 years on the job. Yeah, that's about as good as a name ever gets. Rocky Money Rudolph. That poor cop went to work yesterday with a positive attitude, and he gets fucking dragged. They say he's smoking a black and mild, and the cop's like, I smell weed. And he's like, I don't have weed. I don't have marijuana. So was it just a cigar? That's what he says. He says it's just a black and mild. There's a very distinct smell between a black and mild and marijuana. marijuana. So, well, yeah. maybe if you're some goofy cop who doesn't know. know but. I think it's marijuana. Pull him over. What do you think it smells what is what does a black and mild smell like? Is that what it's called? Black and mild? What does it smell like? Strong. I don't compare to some mild, no, but yeah, it's a very strong, it's a distinct smell. You can tell it between a, any cigar and a black and mild. You can pick it out. Anywhere. See, but I don't know that. What if I had become a cop and I smelled that? Would I have to know what a black and mild smells like? He might have thought it, it was drugs. It doesn't smell like weed. What does it smell like? Thick cigarettes, tobacco-y smoke. Yeah, it doesn't smell anything like weed. You know what smells great? Pipes. Like a a nice, it's closer fucking, to that kind of you know, pipey like, smell. Yeah, isn't it interesting that like the smell of tobacco from cigarettes is kind of gross. Smell from a cigar, not that bad. Smell from a pipe, a lot of people like that smell. Like a lot of people, like like kids, like the smell of pipes. It smells like some tobacco burning in a pipe actually smells good. Weird. I like the smell of weed. Fuck all that Me shit. Too. That pipe with nutmeg in it. Yeah, those older guys used to that. Smoke it's nutmeg. not around yeah. that much. I don't know if it was nutmeg. Nutmeg's a real, but what I'm saying is that drug. When I was younger, when I was in my teens, it felt like people were smoking more pipes at all the schools. <laughs> uh, a te- there was a teacher in my grammar school who smoked a pipe. I still remember a teacher from my high school vividly smoking a pipe. I haven't seen anybody smoking a pipe. Stephen Crowder gave me one. It's right here. I smoked it when he was on the show. Yeah, but he gave it to you for reefer? No, no. Gave, for he brought tobacco and everything. How I was tried it? it? It's not bad. It's a, kind of a pain in the ass. You got to keep it lit. You know, it's not something that just stays lit like a joint. You know, you got to kind of keep. What it make you feel like? It's like tobacco. You know, it gives you that little high. It's a nice little buzz. Like cigars, I think, are the best version of that because a cigar stays lit. And you're getting it from the leaf, too, because, like, like, your tobacco, um, your saliva, rather, is breaking down the tobacco. Obviously, I'm not a scientist. But your saliva is doing something to the tobacco of the leaf. And it makes... Look at these little kids smoking cigarettes. He's got a pipe. This little kid's got a pipe. Is that a pipe? Yeah. I was just looking for kids. Is the one on the left have a cigarette? Yeah, he's got a cigarette. Yeah. That's, this one's probably fake, but... Hello. He's got a pipe. Yeah, yeah. Is that in the fifties and forties? Look at that kid smoking cigarettes in the lower right hand corner. Yeah, kids are smoking. That's like an eleven year old. Shit. Yeah. Newsies. Wow, look at that! All the kids That's selling the newspapers. Kid. They were all fucking addicted to cigarettes. 
Wow. Hey, do me a favor. Send me that picture. I want to try to get that picture printed up for the studio. That's like yeah. little rascals and shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, save save that picture. There's a better version. There See if we kid. can uh, buy a, a copy of that. There was a kid in my neighborhood growing up in North Bergen. His name was Olsen. The family Olsen. There had to be like 10 of them. Like Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, they lived next to a body shop. By 13... He had already been smoking like fucking eight years. <laughs> and I swear to God, he had cavities. So he would just put the cigarette in the tooth gaps oh. and just leave it there. Oh, and no. And talk to you with the cigarette oh, in no. the cavity. His teeth are green. He's on Facebook now. I say I talk to him from time to time and shit. I wave at him. But that's how bad in the 70s and 60s. I think the fifties kids were fucking smoking. Look at that! Look at that ad. Give your throat a vacation. Smoke a fresh cigarette. Camels. Holy shit. That's a doctor. A doctor's telling you to give your throat a vacation. Chesterfield cigarettes are just as pure as the water you drink. Wow, people were evil back then. They just lied. More do- <laughs> no, look at that one. More doctors smoke camels, what did it say, than any, any other cigarette. Look at them. I, well, of course I smoke camels. I like to relax as much as anyone. Hmm. Your T-zone will tell you T for taste, T for throat. Your T-zone. Yeah. crazy. You're going to rot out from the inside. How old were you the first time you smoked a cigarette? Ever? Probably 14 or 15. What happened to you? I thought it was disgusting. I thought I was about like nine. I thought it was fucking horrible. I got dizzy, and then I didn't turn the cigarette out. I almost lit the bathroom on fire. My mother found out. No good. The next time I smoked one again was many years later. Um, Adam Ferrara used to smoke, and he gave me uh, some of his cigarettes. Cause we, were, we were doing some sketch. I don't remember exactly what it was about, but I was supposed to be smoking <coughs> a cigarette in the sketch. I was supposed to be like some annoying poet. Smoking a cigarette. So I kept smoking a cigarette while we were practicing this thing. And I blasted it out of my mind. Three, four cigarettes in, we just smoke them back to back to back, and you don't smoke. Oh, my God, the nicotine. I was like, this is crazy. This is what you're doing all the time? I was like, you're getting high all the time like this? A fact. Science advances new data that may completely change your idea of cigarettes. The experiences of camel smokers confirmed. Camels can literally relieve fatigue and irritability. <laughs> and it does it naturally, too, it says. It's all good. And it does it naturally. Yeah, man. People just got sick. So crazy. Millions and millions of people got sick from smoking. Just <laughs> taking in a big drag of chemicals mixed with tobacco. I didn't, they probably didn't mix the chemicals with them back then. Back then, it was probably just actual tobacco. Yeah, these, all of these ads are really good. Smoke after you strenuous exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke after strenuous exercise. That's hilarious. Asthmatic cigarettes. Imagine you got asthma. Someone gives you a pack of cools. Here, this will help you. Hey, what you, what you need is camel, no filters. How about a lucky strike? Hilarious. How crazy is this? How crazy it would be if you took one of these ads? Like if you knew your grandfather died of cancer. He took one of these ads and fucking took it to the cigarette companies, got some badass attorneys, and said, you know what, man? Look at what you guys were putting out in the 50s and 60s. Mm. Doctor's favorite cigarette is camel cigarettes? <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? Like, think about the ad. Think about how outrageous with what we know today that ad is. Outrageous. It's fucking outrageous. Outrageous. So evil. 
My doctor's favorite cigarette. Because they're telling you doctors. They're not saying like no. They're not saying like my accountant's favorite cigarette. They're not saying my my police officer's favorite cigarette. They're saying doctors to let you know it's going to be okay because they know it's not going to be okay, and you know it's not going to be okay. No, you don't know. You. you don't know. You really don't know. God, no, it's bad you really you. don't know. You went to the movies. You're thir- You're ten years old. Your father gave you a nickel. You went to the movies, and Marlon Brando was smoking a cigarette in the wild one. And all of a sudden, you go home and you're like, and, and you tell your friend, "Wow, that looks so cool," and your friend goes, "Smoking is bad for you," and you're like, "No, I just saw an article. <laughs> Four out of five doctors <laughs> surveyed smoke camel fucking cigarettes, and they live to the eighty. Actually, it's not bad for you. It can literally remove irritability." Nose, throat, and accessory organs not adversely affected by smoking Chesterfields. <laughs> they did a six-month study, and they said nothing was First different. such report ever published about any cigarette. Oh, so it's Chesterfields. You just get them, and you're okay. Imagine if there was one cigarette that just had it nailed. Dog, I used to date a girl that worked at a crazy house, like where people go when they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And she used to bring, you know, I was a broke comic. She used to bring me home cigarettes. I would smoke those cigarettes and go off the reservation. Uh-oh. Like they were like low-end cigarettes. You got to see the shit they put in there. Like I could tell a visible difference from when I smoked a Camel or a Marlboro Light. Did you ever smoke Sherm? What's Sherm? Sherm. You know what Sherm is? No. Sherm was uh, something they were doing where certain cigarettes they would dip in formaldehyde. I smoked weed with formaldehyde. What's that like? Tremendous. <laughs> it's just fucking tremendous. But I was into that shit at that time. That sherm you, supposedly you, turns people into a zombie. You take a joint, you dip half of it in formaldehyde or coat it. My friend would mm. coat it, let it dry, let it get hard. So crazy. And you'd smoke that shit, and it'd be, a, it'd be 10 hours. It'd What's be, up, Jamie? This says that it was... If it, when people were doing it, they would say it was embalming fluid because it would make you turn into a zombie, but it was really just PCP. <gasps> really? They would call it embalming fluid. That's what the like Urban Dictionary and some things that I'm looking up now calling like what what it actually was. But did you look up Sherm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. And I'm that's what at. it says. So it's a yeah, it's a yeah. hoax. I don't know that it's a. I'm sure some idiots probably did find some formaldehyde or embalming fluid and dip what? it in. But well, after all the bad press that PCP got, I could imagine. The people would eventually be like, "All right, listen, the, we got to stop smoking PCP." So they had to sneak it in things. <laughs> nobody no- had a good PCP yeah. experience. Another thing says I had the opposite had, of what I just said. I had know. fifty good ones. Good PCP experiences. I, but guys, to be honest, with you, I didn't know I was doing PCP. Oh, they called it THC crystal. THC crystal. Crystal. That's what it was called. THC crystal. How do you know it was PCP? Because years later. I found out THC crystal didn't fucking exist. Well, THC crystals is like the crystals off of weed. So what they tell you at that time, you'd ask the dealer, like, where'd you get this from? Word on the street was you took stems, you threw them in in a pot with boiling water. And when it comes to a head, the stuff that stays to the edge, you scrape that off. Yeah. And you put it into a powder form, and that's what you snort. That was the word on the street. But what it really was was... PC fucking P. It was animal tranquilizer. Oh, so they were just saying that so they could sell it. So they could sell it. And then when you go into New York City in the 80s, when you went to the weed spots, yeah, they sold two types of weed. But they also called the thing, sold the thing called trays. 
Trays? Trays. That's a $3 bag. Oh. So when you paid, they would sell you an, uh, a $10 bag of Sensamedia. You got five joints or something. Then they would have like a special $20 for Buddha Thai. And you would get three joints, two and a half joints, tight joints. And then for the tray, you get a tight joint of this white powder that looked like a line of coke when you put it on mm. the table. So what you did was you rolled your joint and you took that white line, you sprinkled in the joint, you smoked it. Bye bye, Irene. <laughs> bye bye, Irene. And they always gave it a weird name, like uh, Jim Jones. Oh, Jesus. At the time after he drunk, you know what I'm saying? After he killed those people? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so they would give it weird weird names. Jim Jones. Uh, How crazy was that Suicide. Guy? They would na- give it all these weird names. Jim Jones named the town Jonestown. <laughs> That's what you know. That's when the cops move in. When you name a town after yourself, like, what are you doing? I'm just running Vernonville. And not just the <laughs> town, but in Guyana. Yeah. And made people sell everything and move. That, that's just mm-hmm. a horrific fucking. You know who's been to Guyana a bunch of times? Uh, Steve Ranella. You know who he is? That uh, know, guy yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been on my podcast uh, from the show Mediator. Yeah, he's uh, recorded a bunch of episodes in Guyana, living with the people that live in the jungle. Fascinating shit. Fascinating. Watching how those people live, and he's interacting with them and hanging out with them, bow fishing with them and shit. Just wild, man. They found pictographs on a rock that's on a river. They have no idea who made them, no idea how old they are. Just sitting there. Just probably a thousand years old. They don't know what they mean. Just some people from an ancient time ago in Guyana wrote this shit on a rock, and you can still see it today. I want to see what that fucking place looks like that Jim Jones had now. They just did a, a special about it. it. What's everybody? No, it's just died. a jungle there. It just grew up. Just grew they, over. They went back and they redug up the old stage. He had, they, he had a landing strip too, right? Yeah, that's where he shot the I, dog. I still remember being a little kid and them showing uh, the guy getting shot. The federal the, agent. The camera falling. No, the governor or the senator. Mm. They showed. They always showed the shot of the camera going down. Mm. The, the reporters were about to get on the plane, and then a truck pulled up, and guys just opened fire on him. Wow. And the guy fell with the camera rolling. Wow. The lady's still alive. The senator, the woman, the she assistant. She got shot. Woman got shot. The congressman, whoever, the congressman, the senator, whoever got, he died, but her assistant lived, and somebody else lived. And they just got interviewed. It was either the anniversary or... Some shit. I hate all that shit. I can't see the people he took down there. He just, I don't know. Cults are dangerous. It's very dangerous when one person wants to be the only one to talk and tell you what to do and make the rules and be special. When you got that one person that gathers a group of people and has all those people listen to him without question and tries to say that he has the, the answers, for whatever reason, that's appealing to people. It's very weird, but people fall into that trap over and over and over again. When you have a strong, confident man who is telling you what you know, and then you see them giving into the power, and for whatever reason, it makes it even more attractive to a certain segment of the population. When you see someone reveling in the power of being a cult leader, like uh, I guarantee you, when that guy in Waco, what the fuck was his name? Koresh. Correct, David Koresh. I guarantee you, when when he was on the news and talking about how they'll never give up, I get girls were probably beating down his door trying to get in that cult. The crazier and the nuttier and the, the more uh, more apocalyptic your message, the more people that want to join. It's weird. And they, 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 just, they just don't have the ability to discern, oh, this is not a good idea. 
this guy really doesn't have his head on straight. This guy might be fucking completely crazy. And they've always realized those things are fuck fest anyway. Oh, nine out of ten, that guy's slinging the dick. He's got Koresh a did that. Well, yeah, Koresh. Koresh banged everybody's wife. Yeah, he had yeah. kids. And yep. The friend I had a friend who grew up in a cult, and the stories were oh yeah horrific. I know the friend. Yeah, I know what you're talking horrific, about. Yeah, horrific. horrific. You know, so you look at this shit, and you're like, I don't fucking dangerous. Any anytime someone is running any kind of thing where they got to separate you from everybody else, come to us. We're going to get you away from all those people. <laughs> it never goes well. It fucking never goes well. It never goes well. They want control. They want control and control of you. And the best way to do that is get you away from all these other pesky people with all their questions. They don't know. But we know. We know what's really going on. We know what this is really all about. Next thing you know, you're in a cult. <laughs> How many cults are going on right now that we don't know about? Is it like a gang of them that are just like bubbling under the surface? There was that one they found out about last year, right? That was the in sex New, one. York. Yeah, in New York. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's the real. They're throwing motherfuckers in jail over that one. Yeah, that Nexum one is a weird one, right? Because yeah, it was like, throwing yeah, legit actors in it. Actors and actresses. Which That was yeah. a sex cult, right? They're all sex calls. They should stop saying sex cults, right? <laughs> is, cults, is there a no sex to... cult? No sex cults. They just—it's like Buddhists. They like they go, okay, yeah, That's exactly. do whatever you got. Just think about that—a guy who tells you he's God, blah blah blah, blah mm-hmm. and you let him fuck your wife. Like yeah, crazy, take her away in the middle of the night, and she comes back the next day smelling like cock and God knows what else. Blah. And you have to still respect the guy and call him God and whatever yeah. the fuck they do. Yeah, they, it's such a sick, sick fucking mind. It's sick. And you have to be in such a weak state as a human being to really buy into that. You can't call them, you know, you can't call them. They're just in a fucked up, weird state. Mm-hmm. Just, maybe they had a void in their life somewhere, and this is the way by filling it in. I just, I don't see it. I can never join a cult. Fuck well, there's you. a bunch of different things and could you gotta be give, wrong with a leader. And you got to give them your money. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You got to sell your house. Yep. All those people that went to Jonestown had to sell their homes, mm-hmm. whatever they had, and give their money to him. Did you see Wild Wild Country? Wild Wild Country, no. Oh, Joey. What is it? It's a Netflix documentary about the Pacific Northwest cult. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Rodneesh yeah. guy, the yeah, guy yeah, that yeah. eventually went on to, um, he found this, this crazy cult, and they went on to buy this town up there. I heard about it. It's fucking amazing. I did listen. We live around so much stupidity. Why watch it when <laughs> sit there and watch it on TV? It's really good though. The documentary is incredible. It's so well done. And this Sheila lady who's running things, she's poisoning people and shit. It's crazy. They po- they poison people. <laughs> she did all kinds of crazy stuff. It was uh it's wild. They shipped homeless people in to vote so they could take over the town. They just brought homeless people in from everywhere. They just picked them up. Come and the homeless people are like, "Yay, we found a home!" And some of them were like really into it. And then they're like, "All right, we're done with you. Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> they kicked them out after they took over the home. Everyone in the town that lived there before them was fucking hated them. They they they, they had their own police force, armed guards. I mean, guys armed to the dick. Okay, just carrying machine guns and shit. Talk. How the fuck is it two o'clock? Cause we, uh, that's what always happens with us. Mm-hmm. How the fuck? I thought it was like one o'clock. You know, maybe twelve thirty. Joey, we have fun. I've known this you forever. This is crazy. I've Dude. known you for, I've known you for twenty three years, man. Maybe more. Twenty two. 
When did you get here? What year? 97. Was it 97? Yeah. Yeah. 22 years. It's a long time. It's so crazy to go to the store and see what we're walking around around <laughs> and how long we've been there for. Every time I go down there, I get a fucking anxiety attack. Really? Yeah, I get anxiety. I can't believe I'm still there. It's still so fun. I got a, I got a home. Sometimes I just sit back by the ice cube machine and look and go, how lucky am I that I got a fucking home? But I got a boogie. I know you do. I got a Let's boogie. wrap this bitch up. I got a boogie and fucking pee. Mm. All right. I'm an old man. Both. Uh, I love you, brother. Great to see you. Love you, too. Happy 4th of July, you everybody. Too, Charlotte, next week, you dirty bitches. I'm excited. Thank you to we everybody that came to Atlantic City and Baltimore, I know. too. We fucking had a great Columbus. Time. We didn't talk about Baltimore, the Borgata, oh, yeah. the food yeah. in Baltimore and Borgata, or John Rollo. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to John Rollo. Uh, all right, folks. I love you guys. Love you. Bye.